0: Bye. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Redleaf Retrocast anime episode 54, titled Lupin the Third Movie Specials. I'm your host, JD, joined by Tori, a fellow Lupin nerd himself. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing alright. Been looking forward to this podcast for a while now, and uh, got a new setup
2: going as well. So, hopefully, hopefully, it is noticeable. Got yourself a pop filter now. I got myself a pop filter, and I got myself a studio arm, so... Now I don't have to lean into my microphone to talk. Now I can just sit back and relax. Ah, you have joined <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> uh. it's, a, it's a simple little change, but it makes a hell of a difference. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And Hickey, you are uh, now in a total tailoring government, right? Uh, uh, the-
3: no, not yet. <laughs> I'm just trying to survive. It's Everything is going alright. Everything will be alright. Uh... You know, just gonna be a little bit more fun. <laughs> as I put it. But yeah, I'm doing fine. Still need to work in, the, in this waking which sucks. But oh, yeah, I'll be fine.
1: I'll we'll be fine. Work's been putting a thrashing on me uh, lately as well. Get this, guys. This is a funny story. I come into work uh, Thursday morning. And uh, there was an issue uh, during the night shift. like always so like always (laughs) always right so i come in at uh eight o'clock and they want me to work they they wanted me to stagger a shift because there's a new guy i gotta train like okay so come in at eight and i haven't even been there five minutes before one of the lab techs and one of the um more upper management guys comes up to me and he goes what's this regulation you've been running what's this procedure I go. You're gonna have to be more specific than that. We got like a thousand of them. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "What about the pH meters?" I was like, "Oh, well, what do you want to know?" Was, well, the these tanks. What do you run them at? What do you? What is your goal? It's like 4.0. It's what it's been since day one I got there, right? And he goes, "Well, it should be 3.8." And I respond, "Since when?" <laughs> this is news to me. And he goes. Well, we decided at uh, 7 o'clock it should be be, uh, 3.0, or 3.8. I go, okay, so I'll start doing that then, thanks for telling me. He goes, no, 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 what you've been running uh, the past couple weeks. 4.0, because that's what the procedure's been. What you've been wrong this whole time. Uh, this This is unacceptable, you need to start following procedure. I go, sir, are you honestly yelling at me and for following a procedure that has existed for an hour over something that's two weeks old.
0: <laughs> <sighs>
1: he know. goes silent for a little bit, and he goes, well, you just need to listen to management. I don't need your back talk." like, w- what is happening here? <laughs> You're getting yelled at. Yes. I'm getting yelled at for not following a procedure that hasn't existed yet.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, that is clearly your fault.
1: Oh, yeah, it, you, know, you know, Hickey, you sound like my mother at this point. I told no, her the story, and she I goes, sound well, "Clearly,
3: like, I sound like your lawyer. <laughs> it's clearly your fault." <laughs> uh, you should apologize. My, I t-
1: yeah. <laughs> I should apologize for not anticipating the change in <laughs> that's right, JD. But here's yes. the
2: thing: if you would have done that, you would have also violated your policy because you would have then broken the old one. <laughs>
1: Exactly. <laughs> Therefore, the finger has, is always going to be pointed at me. Oh, I was furious. <laughs> oh no, I get it. I'm just. I got a question to ask. This
2: guy. Is he? Okay. Does he have any relation to Norway Cup in any way? Because it sounds like mm. it. Because that's what they do. They allow play, play. They have allowed teams in this year's Norway Cup to play with players, uh, football players, soccer players, uh, to uh, uh-huh. like young girls and boys to play with some teams that are struggling to field uh, teams have been allowed to use some overage players. Uh granted as long as they <laughs> wrote in to have uh to get permission first, which they did, and they got yes. And then three games into this year's Norway Cup, the uh people that are leading this, they said you know what? Nah, we've changed our mind. You're not allowed to do this anymore. Well so we're taking away your points for the victories you had. It's like, oh <laughs> okay <laughs> It's like I of course you know, you just gave us permission, and now three games, and you're
1: like, actually, we changed our mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of the exact same circumstance. But you broke the rules. You got permission? Well, pff, 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 <laughs> so you broke the rules that didn't exist.
2: <laughs> I mean, they did exist, but they asked for permission, and they got it.
1: <clears throat> right, so then that's a new policy right there, then they go, you know what, fuck it. The, this is now breaking the rules again. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, I was fuming for for a good six hours of the nine hours I was working. Oh, Mm -hmm. and then to to top it off, the very next day, I take it all back. That happened on Wednesday. Thursday is when the new guy came down all of a sudden with this allergic reaction, uh, which I do not believe for one second. And so I had to stay until like 7 o'clock. So I worked an over 12, th- 13 hour shift, which is now I'm overtime. And they, they, so then on Friday morning, they go, Why'd you work that long? <laughs> I go, Well, you made me stay because the other guy didn't show up. Well, why didn't the other guy show up early? Because he's already working a 12 hour shift and you don't want us to work overtime. Well, this is unacceptable. You guys need to figure this shit out. <laughs> Like there's just no winning this You're, week,
3: <laughs> Jay. You just you just need to get their job, and <laughs> then you'll be fine because you'll be running the show. <laughs> uh, no, I, it's, it's it's
1: uh it's a clusterfuck right now. It's it's very what
3: happened. Very funny. irritating. My phone broke, uh, so I had <laughs> Your to buy a new broke. one. phone broke. Yeah, I bought a new one, which is uh, one one thing I'm actually very. Uh, happy with my government is that now there's a bunch of transport companies appearing and my phone came in ch- in two days. It was like uh, free free shipping seven days. It came in two days, uh, which is really good. Uh, my it's older size. phone fell from a... ten. C- <laughs> it had a 10 centimeters high fall and it was trashed. So... That wasn't fun.
1: What brand of phone did you have?
3: I had a Samsung.
1: Samsung, ah, that makes which is more good. Sense like,
3: no, now. like I, I like <laughs> Samsung. I'm, I'm a Samsung fanboy. Although the phones are not that good and fairly expensive for what they are.
1: Uh, that's for sure. I'm an LG guy myself.
3: Yeah, I bought a Motorola this time.
1: Ooh, those are real good. I, yeah. I, I wanted a Motorola, but uh, the um, yeah, the particular model. Uh, I wanted just happened to be LG, and I haven't looked back since. I really like the LG. Yeah,
3: yeah. My yeah. my father also likes Motorola, Motorola, but I like Samsung because Samsung has their own uh, version of Android, which is a little bit heavier, but I don't need to deal with a bunch of Google bullshit, right?
1: You're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. So, usually, it's more
3: comfort, and that phone was almost a Nokia. I threw that cell phone without any protection. through, like it fell from the second floor of a house and didn't break, <laughs> but a ten centimeter fall like trashed it. I was so pissed, but that's yeah, okay. yeah. Motorola's
1: coming back because they're, uh, they're they have good quality and it's cheaper than uh, what what Samsung's become is what I dislike about iTunes or not iTunes iPhones iPhones yeah is I dislike iTunes as well, but. Uh you, sh- you still every every <laughs> listener should at least go to the podcast page and leave us a review. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> but um they've fallen into the trap that iPhone iPhones have had where it's uh, overpriced cheap China material.
3: Yeah. Made to yeah.
1: made to uh break and uh yeah, it's it's no bueno in my book. See, everybody says that. Have, but I've had an iPhone this for is one fucking I ever one and they don't long. break. <laughs> <laughs> one of one of my most earlier smartphones was an iPhone that was before. Um, I've seen my brother like, uh, as Hickey said, drop it like ten centimeters and it just shatters into a thousand pieces. <laughs> I dropped I dropped mine for
2: fucking like halfway down down the stairs, like uh, right down to a rock.
1: And I look at it; and it's got a little scratch on the on the screen. That's about it. We're fine. So I don't know. Maybe I'm I must be incredibly well, lucky. You probably dropped it at that one particular thirty eight degree angle. That sure. The phones are, are very very uh, are very yeah. Next that's story. the that, that is the angle.
2: Sure, <laughs> I'm incredibly lucky then because it's not just once I've done this many times, but they
1: don't break. Like I said, my fuck. We need to get you playing a, a game of craps now, Tori, because you're very good at that 38 degree throw. Clearly, clearly, yeah, I must be. Yeah, I say 38 because obviously science, right? That's true. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, physics too. Uh, all the science and physics. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, right. I think
3: 38. 38- degrees i think it's the angle of the the challenger tanks main <laughs> anyway regardless doesn't doesn't matter it, it's good I have at ricocheting how, about some, news? Uh, how news? about some fun news uh
1: fun about some fun news yes <laughs> i don't have any uh, none i do i have a couple sure
3: i bought a new phone and it's cool
1: <laughs> so are you guys familiar with the fire emblem series Yes.
3: Yes. There was yeah, that a new game... release, right?
1: Yes, the new one came out last Friday. Uh, it's called Three Houses. It's it's almost like Harry Potter, but Fire Emblem.
3: No, <laughs> oh, that's so, that's the that doesn't sound like a good news.
1: <laughs> uh, at least, yeah, I right? was very I was very off put about this premise uh, at first, and diving in my first impressions over this one compared to I have almost every single Fire Emblem game that's come out in the West. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely the most jarring one to pop into because there's just so much that you have to learn on the in the initial couple hours. It's very overwhelming, you could say. Uh, that's that's, but once you, however, once I got past, you know, what this game is going to be about, uh, then it's just incredibly addicting. Um, I'm very much into, how the story's progressing into this Fire Emblem game as opposed to others. Uh, I'm very excited. It, it has uh, tremendous reviews, um, which I was very happy to see, and uh, I'm, I'm very happy with it. It's it's addicting. It's a new, a new fresh take on a Fire Emblem game, which I can <laughs> vastly appreciate.
3: <laughs> Talking about addicting in games, uh, the San Kagura pinball game will released on Steam. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Well, I mean, come on! I thought it would be. Boobs and
1: pinball. What could what, what could possibly go wrong?
3: Yeah, I thought <laughs> it would be a Switch exclusive because you know Sony said get that get those thoughts out of my sight. <laughs> uh, and Steam is giving mixed signals, even yeah, though but it, all the Senrong
1: though... Kager games are on. Yes, PSN, yes, aren't but they? like
3: Steam is Steam is going through a little bit of a a identity crisis because at one hand. It is allowing like full on hentai games. But on the other hand, sure. it is denying like it's not even edgy games, but like just I don't know, it's it's really weird. The policy the policy is being polished. So I thought maybe because like the, the producers don't don't want anything to do with it anymore and just I thought it would be a Switch exclusive. People were talking about like this game coming out only on Switch, but right. now it's coming f- to Steam, so I'm I'm happy. I might I might actually get it. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, Tell me
1: how it goes. Keep me keep me posted on
3: uh Senran Kagura Pinball. Pinball. Pinball, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not even surprised that Steam is
2: kind of uh, fluctuating in what they're allowed, mostly because like I mean, how hard is it to fucking keep people pleased? Like I really I follow same thing. I follow fucking uh, YouTube on Twitter. And some of the complaints I see leveraged on YouTube, like I understand being mad at YouTube for things. There are loads, loads of things to be mad at YouTube. What do I see today? Somebody yelled at YouTube for promoting quote unquote devil music. And I'm like,
1: what year is this? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Back to the 1700s, we go.
1: You know what's you know, funny? Uh, I saw a um, Twitter post. Along those lines of something just super archaic, and it was uh, no woman should ever wear uh, jeans, yoga pants, etc., uh, etc., et because they can't not show off a woman's ass or slender legs or make them look overly sexualized. They should only wear long dresses. <laughs> Down to past their ankles, and <laughs> I just couldn't help but laugh because of how archaic that. Ah,
2: checkmate, liberal. That's also a fetish.
3: <laughs> yeah, got him. That
1: is, that is
3: actually true.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then, Tori, you oh. might appreciate this this thing later today. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly after the podcast, I'm going to a football game tonight. Soccer. Uh, it's uh, New England versus L.A. And uh, Ibrahimovic is playing, so I get to see him play live for the first time ever. Okay, he is actually playing fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No, he should be. I mean, I mean, you, I've, I'm not sure. Have
2: you, if you've been hearing, uh, he isn't. Uh-oh. He isn't very pleased with the MLS at the time.
1: So. Uh. Well, they're also uh, about to go on strike. It seems even better. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Well. well I, I hope. I hope it's a good game, and I hope he plays. Uh, well, I doubt it, because LA is, like, the best team in the league, and New England's the worst. But who knows? Maybe right. I- if Ibrahimovic plays, we could see a triple hat trick from the guy. <laughs> or an overhead kick. Either are. Yeah, let's see. LAFC is, yes, they're number one in on their table, and then New England is, oh, never mind. They've moved up to mid-table after being last place for the first half of the year. Excellent. All right. That's, uh, I uh, think it could be a good LAFC. game. LAFC... Let me click on them. Now I'm worried that uh, Ibrahimovic won't be playing because that's kind of the whole reason why I wanted to go to this game <laughs> in the first place. Um, hmm. It doesn't say he's not like he's out or anything. Well, there's always a chance. Oh, boy. <laughs> now you have me worried. Because the last game I went to... Uh, Went to, uh, was to see Wayne Rooney play, and then I got super sick, and I was super pissed uh, that I didn't get to see Wayne Rooney play. I mean, it's Wayne Rooney, oh. though. Like, come on. <laughs> what do you mean, come on? He's, he's like, one of the greatest English, English players to live. Yeah, Well, strikers
2: but, I mean, come on, though. Like, he hasn't been
1: great for a while. But it's still seeing a guy play live. Yeah. Sure. I understand you too. Yeah. You you. As someone you understand who understand me, Hickey, yeah, you
3: understand some, my feelings. Yeah, as someone who lost <laughs> Brazil versus Argentina where Messi played, I I understand you. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: that's that's
1: different. <laughs> oh. How is that different? Because Messi's one of the best well, players in the world. <laughs> well, so is Ibrahimovic. He has been uh, since like what, two thousand and four? Almost the last time Ibra was on the fucking short list for Dude, World's Greatest Players? he gets like, 36 players? goals a year. He plays in the MLS. He is fucking... He did it, he did it, and in, in, uh, he's done it for every team he's ever played I know, for. but that's what years ago.
2: In every <laughs> league. He's not even fucking... Giovinco is doing better than him. Does anybody even know who that is?
3: <laughs> no.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I like I like Giovinco. He's awesome. He's, I, he's a tiny little scrappy Italian guy I, playing in Toronto. I,
2: I, I really liked him when he played for Juventus, and he was in FIFA, and he was a pace merchant.
1: <laughs> you can still get him now. Oh, I loved seeing when I was living in Toronto. Giovinco was just so much fun to watch. That dude was just on such another level than all the other guys. I mean, I mean <laughs> uh, yeah, like like I said, he's he's quick and he's nimble. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. What are we doing on this podcast today, Tori? What is the whole idea here? Welcome to the sportscast. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Video no, games, she- sports, not anime. No, Welcome
3: to the general chat where we, we forget we are just filthy weebs with no social life whatsoever. Listen, We talk about things we like. Listen, we have it recorded in like two weeks. Yeah. Three uh, weeks. Three yeah, weeks, yeah. yeah. We are just... We're just catching up with yep. each other. Well, mostly JD, because I, I still talk to Tori basically every day.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I basically not talked to JD since last time. But, anyways, we're talking about Loop on the Third. This is our Loop on the Third movie special episode, episode 54. Do you not know? Do you not look at our schedule?
3: <laughs> 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 JD announces the name of the cast two minutes in. This is a Loop on cast. Going a fucking huge tangent about work and sports and my government collapsing. <laughs> and then it's like, which which guest is this anyway? <laughs>
1: what are we doing again? <laughs> yeah. Alright, so uh, a few months ago unfortunately, or two months ago, uh, Monkey Punch uh, unfortunately passed away. Uh, the, yeah. the creator and originator of Lupin the Third, one of the most iconic anime characters of all time. And uh, so... An idea was spurned to kind of celebrate Monkey Punch himself and uh, the legacy of Lupon. We've already done Lupon the Third, the first season uh, podcast, which was very enjoyable. And uh, to to celebrate that, we thought, hey, we're each gonna pick a movie slash special because there's like a lot of them. <laughs> Let's face it, and uh, just kind of celebrate Lupon that way. Uh, so we got three. Movie specials that we're going to kind of talk about, and um, yeah. So, what does uh, what does Lupin mean to you guys?
2: Uh, well, I mean, obviously Lupin was one thing. It's one of those series that I've heard that I had heard about for almost as almost I got into anime. Uh, people were talking about it, but I never got into it because one, it was very old, and at the time I wasn't into old anime, and uh, uh you know. It was fairly long. There's a lot of loop to get into, and it's kind of a daunting task. But on this old forum that I was a part of, we one day decided to do a watch-along, and we, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. against the odds, loop on the third part one, won the poll. Uh, so yeah, we ended up watching that, and uh, despite very limited animation and, uh, you know, definitely being something I was not used to seeing at the time, I had a lot of fun watching part one. And since then, I decided to go on a little bit of a Lupin binge, and I watched part two, all of it. And I was going to watch part three, but the subs that I watched were so terrible that I literally understood more of the uh, Japanese they spoke than the uh, English subtitles. Well, quote-unquote English. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of ended up dropping there. But since then, you know, I've obviously had my movie quest, and I watched a bunch of Lupin specials. And it's just, it's one of those things like, it's very, Lupin is very formulaic. It's this. It's very often, you know, it builds on the same things over and over, and kind of puts up uh, different twists every once in a while. But generally speaking, you know what you're getting from Lupin. But it's just, it's not this. It's not necessarily the story. It's not necessarily the animation. Always, it's not any of that. But it's just Lupin is. It's a show that is carried by really strong and entertaining characters, really charismatic characters, and just they've carried me through. A lot. So I just, I really appreciate the show. I can always turn on an episode of Lupin and expect to enjoy uh, myself or have a laugh or anything. It never fails. Just really entertaining.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm not that passionate about Lupin, but. Get off! Uh t- all right. What are Goodbye, you doing? Everyone. Here? Uh it's been fun. I try to to fake. If you go back into the other podcast I'm just I'm just shut up and while you guys gush about Lupin and suddenly JD starts saying we are all lupin fans like uh I guess it's too late for me to raise my voice. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> you're a Lupin fan. Like, I'm I guess I started the same as Tori. Although I, I've been watching anime since I've since the dawn of time, I guess, <laughs> or my time, uh, you listen a lot about Lupin, while at the same time you doesn't you don't listen too much about it. Uh, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. The same thing every single time, especially uh, because one of the specials has the one particular guy directing it, and everyone really really likes to talk about that uh sure. which is Castle of Cagliostro I don't think I don't think I need to <laughs> to say the name and one day just like Tori I think it was the same watch along uh I we yeah it was the watch along I watched part one of Lupin uh, the pilot episode zero mm-hmm. which is very fun even the episode zero is such a uh, short movie but it is very fun to watch and then came part one and then part two was is part two that has missing episodes, a bunch of missing episodes, or is it part three with a bad English subtitles?
2: I'm pretty sure it's part three because I I'm pretty yeah, sure it's part three as well. I, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. I watched part one and part two. I started watching part three, but you know, Tori was ahead of me and he said it is horrible. <laughs> the subtitles are horrible. Oh yeah. And there is a bunch of missing episodes.
1: Part 3 is a rough watch.
3: Yeah, and I was like, you know what, I'll probably skip it. Unfortunately, like everything, single thing, my existing life got in the way. I couldn't start like part 4, part 5, and devote a time to watch the specials. But Lupin is still very interesting to me. As an anime fan, even though I don't watch it a lot, I still enjoy it so much. Like Tori said, the characters are great, they're strong... They're well-written, but most importantly is uh, we see a lot of series that come and go, or series that are huge, but they are usually a continuation of each other, or they are remakes. Uh, I, I'm thinking of like Detective Conan, but Detective Conan is a continuation, right? It's right. gigantic it's, it's never, as well.
1: It's never, re- it's never had to return.
3: Yes, yes. You, you don't have pauses, you don't have uh remakes or ch- ec- uh, extensive changes in direction and production but lupin is different because lupin started as a joke right with monkey punch yeah he, he got punch. a uh,
2: he got a one shot to basically make whatever he he wanted so he just made like this essentially an early form of like a, a kuso manga or like a shit manga like one of those like so bad is good type of manga And then for whatever reason, everyone just (laughs) loved it. So they were like, you know what? From now on, you're known as Monkey Punch, even though you hate that nickname. And uh, (laughs) you're making this full time.
3: Yeah. And this one, I feel it like a, it's almost like a ghost in the shell on Isteroids. Where everyone who picks up this to produce gives their own spin on the thing. Which is very Mm -hmm. interesting because Lupin by itself doesn't have any, like, doesn't have any traits, doesn't have any personalities, but that's also a very strong point, because everyone who likes doing Lupin are so good, and they really like to put their spin on the thing. So every single time you watch a Lupin, you're, like, watching there's so many little things that change, like, so many cranks and nooks, and every single thing contributes to this big picture that is Lupin the third, and almost, like, 40 years now? Oh, yeah. Of Lupin? Yeah.
2: It it started like, what was it, 1968?
3: Yeah, with the pilot. Yeah. Yeah, the pilot's 1968. So, yeah, you know, it is very, very fun. It's very, very interesting. And even if you don't like it, popping out of a special like we did once in a while, it is great to see the dynamics between the characters, which had the same voice actors for. decades (laughs) decades <laughs> so they knew each other they were friends yeah. and you can see that translated into the into the scene as well the antics of best man Zenigata trying to catch Lupin and how it evolves during the during the decades yeah. we have the first Lupin's full of gadgets then you know it goes to a more James Bond looking Lupin and after that you have a more realistic kind of Lupin then with episode zero, as we, we will talk, it goes back at being wacky and full of gadgets. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's just a great journey so far.
2: Just to kind of uh, add on to what Hiki said as well, just to kind of put it into perspective, uh, the original voice actress for Fujiko Mine, because I think she's the one who was the voice actor actress the longest. She voiced. Uh, she was eventually switched out in 2014, I think it was with uh, Miyuki Sawashiro. And uh, she voiced Fujiko up until she was seventy-four years old. So
1: that just, you know, yeah. puts it into perspective.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: yeah, and she she definitely has a uh, there. There's a cadence to the way she speaks for Fujiko that just entraps you. Oh yeah, yeah. It's she she fits, she fits. Who Fujiko was uh, at the time very well. That's the same. I
2: mean, so if you fu- look at the original fu- voice actor for uh, Lupin himself as well. You can find him on Mal. You can find a picture of him. He looks like mm. Lupin. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh. To be the character, you must become the character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that old that old saying. So, uh, as Hickey said, uh, episode zero, the pilot, was in nineteen sixty eight. And the first series came out in 1971. Uh, You can listen to our podcast where we reviewed the first series. And then Part 2 came out in 1977, and that went on for a long time, uh, consisting of over 100 episodes. 150, Tori? Yeah, 155, Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. Uh, And then it went on a little break for a a little while, and then Part 3 came out in eighty four, and that did not go down very well. Uh
3: well because the I difference mean...
1: between part 1 and part 2 was part 2 went to a more family friendly focused or at least less adult uh and part 3 just seemed to miss a lot of uh, steps in that and once part 3 kind of finished i believe that was only about 50 episodes mm-hmm. thereabouts we ended up seeing uh for the next whew, 20 years no 30 years Let's see. Yes, 80, Yeah, 30 years. 30 years, just um, movies and specials, almost on an annual or biannual basis, uh, until Part Four came out in 2015, and then since then we saw uh, Part Five that ca- that came out in 2018, which we spoke very highly of.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, not to mention the the standalone movies for. Again, Goemon Fujiko. Yeah, the TV series. Uh, yeah, that are that the are live out action. Right now, the yeah. live action movie in 2014.
2: Yeah, the CG movie yeah, coming out in 2019. At, the CG, in December. Yeah, yeah.
3: Lupin lives on. Yeah,
2: it does. It's it. No matter no matter it what, it does impressive. Die.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all, it's it's the soul of Zenigata. As long <laughs> as he doesn't catch Lupin, <laughs> this show won't end.
2: <laughs> I mean, he has already caught Lupin. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's just, it's kind of nice, right? It's it's just nice to see something like so simple, but it's affected so many people to the point where it's just it refuses to die. It always the audience for Lupin isn't as great as it once was, but there's always people there that are willing to watch it and buy it, so they keep making it, and there are so many fans. Like Takeshi Koike obviously has this trilogy movies, which are like trying to return Lupin to like the more edgy, dark thing. You have the uh, you have the yeah. woman called Fujiko Mina, the TV series by uh, Sayo Yamamoto, right? Like, there's, there's, it, it just, it refuses to die. It, honestly, even though, like, so for now, the last thing we know what's going to come out is the uh, the uh, CG movie by the same people who did the uh, Doraemon movie. Like, we're, I wouldn't even be surprised if like 2020 something like that. We're getting another one, 2021 maybe. I wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah, part seven. Yeah. well, not, Part six and seven. Not necessarily <laughs> the next TV series. It might just be another movie or special, but it just... It, it's very possible, yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem like it's
1: just ever going to go away. It probably will eventually, but... I think Lupin's greatest strength is the cast is so strong and they uh, the way each, each character acts with one another. Uh, all you have to do is have a simple contained story each time, whether it's in a movie form or an episode form, and it just works. Yes, yes. And you're always left wanting more. That's its strength.
3: Yeah, the fact it doesn't have a very defined personality. uh, But at the same time, having extremely defined characters in a world is what it is, you know, its biggest strength, I think. And also, because of that, you have people getting captivated. Those mm. people grow, they start working with anime, they decide to work on Lupin, <laughs> so they can captivate more people <laughs> to do the same thing they're doing. Yeah. And that's great. It's it's a, it's a valid, uh, that validates the the comparison I did with Ghost in the Shell. The problem is Ghost in the Shell is way more complex uh, <laughs> of a story than Lupin.
2: Yeah. I'm definitely glad that Ghost in the Shell doesn't have a new movie
1: every year, although... It's still getting oh, new yes. ones. <laughs>
3: it's getting a new one uh, from Netflix. I think.
1: Yep. Yeah. Alrighty, well, let's get this podcast. Uh, f- <laughs>
3: just just a little pause. Let's just make a little pause. Talk about the manga, and then we go back and what we were yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah.
1: We we got our we got our manga check checkout, and then uh, we can. We can just
3: keep on talking about local. Yeah, we'll,
1: yeah, just a little, just a little break again. We'll pause. So here we go.
2: Okay, three, two, one, it's
1: down. Okay, so this was uh, my choice for the manga manwa checkout this time on this podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, it's a segment where each episode we highlight a manga, manwa, or webtoon after reading the first volume or X amount of chapters. This is our 14th checkout. It's over the manga Lady Snowblood, a manga written by Kazuo Koike. Sound familiar, Tori? Uh yes, it does. Yes, he's uh, his most well-known works are Lone Wolf and Cub and Gogo Thirteen. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. We've, we've discussed that before. Illustrated by Kazuo Kamimura, released in 1972, and it's only four volumes long. Summary of Anime Planet is a story of pure vengeance. Lady Snowblood tells the tale of a daughter born of a singular purpose, to avenge the death of her family at the hands of a gang of thugs. A purpose woven into her soul from the time of her gestation. <laughs> There's a word for you. So I I read uh, the first volume to get a much better... Uh, oh,
3: you didn't finish it.
1: I did not finish it on oh. purpose. I have the rest of the volumes at my bedside to finish after the cast. So I, I just want—I wanted to it. make it very clear that this is my first impression of it, and I can say I am definitely finishing this.
3: Yeah, it is very fun. I—I—I uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can talk about the, the best volume one now, but yeah, it, it is definitely. Uh, I guess volume one doesn't make any justice to volume two, three, and four. Because it is very anecdote at times, especially the first two chapters where, like, you, you're you just thrown at the ward and you, you're following this one, young woman. She killed someone, and the person, as, as the person is dying by like the, the last page, the person's like, What are you? And she's like, closing the umbrella, like, Ladies, no blood. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Every time. <laughs> yeah, but that's only like the f- the first four chapters, I think.
1: I did read last night the first uh, four chapters of Volume Two.
3: All right, so you can. Choose...
1: Well, okay, it's the chapters are broken up into parts, so I should say I read the first four parts. Uh, so one chapter of Volume Two. So it's still in that same. It's it's setting up. Uh, okay, so Lady Snowblood is this assassin uh, for hire, and you do learn of her purpose is to have this story of vengeance from her mother. And uh, what's what's occurred is her mo- uh There was this um, great fire, so to say, uh, uh, that these my, four uh, these
3: kind of kind of there's okay a... a
1: riot a riot
3: yeah it's because the problem with Japanese historical things that you actually need to know history uh, it's not a, a It's bit, not in, yeah. it's not in the concept like it's not in the context. It's not, it's not like Western stories where like we will see something about the Middle Ages and you understand what is Middle Ages but you don't need to you understand what is going on right? It's not like the right. siege of Normandy from the Danish or something <laughs> like that. You don't, like in Vinland Saga, you need to know those kind of things. Uh, you don't need specific like uh, knowledge about the era that you were in. For example, if I, if I say like, uh, Grand Navigations, it's like, okay, it's the Portuguese and the Spanish going around the Atlantic and the Pacific discovering new land so if they land in an island you know it's like in the Americas probably you don't need a lot of context of what's going on right. with the, the diplomatic and uh, noble war between Portugal and Spain at that time you don't need to understand that but with Japanese things Japanese stories historical stories you need to so like there's this tax revolt where people were like people were uh, misguided by someone, and then they had to pay more taxes, something like that, and they revolted, and those people decided to use that opportunity to kill and rape a family. <laughs> it's something along those lines. Also, it's like when she's a she's an adult is late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds,
1: eighteen. It's it like, takes place between, like, 1870 and 1910. Yeah, see, my so understanding. like, it's,
3: it's quite an important time for Japan. <laughs> it's a,
1: it's a, it's a on the verge of the Industrial Age. Yeah. Um, but it's still, like, Western culture is kind of influencing. It's starting to, at, at the yes, very least. Yes,
3: you have the Meiji Restoration, which yeah. is a, f- a few years back, which is the setting for the Samurai X Trust and or OVAs mm-hmm. uh, so yeah you you need to understand a few things that, is, that are going on or else you, you will be lost
1: I don't think you'll be too lost though I think you just have to understand just the bare bone basics of it and I don't know maybe it's because we watch so much anime and we've seen so much stuff this time period yeah, yeah, we yeah, kind yeah. of already know, you know that I mean
3: I, I'll, I'll say that because later on, there's more historical facts that, that come to play. And they yeah. explain it to you with walls of text. So, like, if you're not interested in that, or if you already not know, you might get a little bit bored for, like, two mm. pages of just text explaining history to you. <laughs> um,
1: I didn't find it that overwhelming of how much text there was. Uh, You know, it's nothing compared to, say, Ghost in the Shell that we went through. <laughs> I don't know, it's...
3: It's just the... That's another level of text. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just the part about the historical circumstances behind the story they are about to tell you. So.
1: Yeah, so every part, it's, it's broken up into parts uh, to tell a, a singular chapter. Um, for example, there's uh, Lady Snowblood's hired to take down uh, this group of people running a rickshaw business. That are kidnapping women, raping them, and then putting them into the uh, like the sex trade uh, into brothels. Um, so yes, this uh, this <laughs> this manga is incredibly explicit uh, to say oh, the least. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, Lady Snowblood <laughs> constantly gets naked. <laughs> oh yeah, but like thats, uh, that's cool yeah. about her. That is a good thing about her, at least in my opinion, because like. When you when you see female assassins in in you know modern movies and things like that, they try too much to not be feminine or like not behave like a, a woman. Let's put like that, not show weaknesses and things like that. Uh, but in in her case, she uses her weaknesses or apparent weaknesses to lure in her ter- targets, right? Yeah, so you get she that will, right away with the, she first, will,
1: with the first part.
3: Yeah, she will almost get raped, but it's all the plan. It's all according to the plan. Because then they will lower their guard, and then she yeah. just kills everyone. A man is
1: at his most weak when his dick is out.
3: <laughs> that is that is a very true quote. <laughs> and that, that happens uh, yeah. a lot. So, you know, it, it's not like she's not trying to overpower someone who is... Biologically stronger than her, but she's using her intelligence and tactics to just over, overpower everyone. Every single time, that's why. I yeah, said there's, she... there's a
1: lot of cool. There's a lot of cool scenes in this. I really liked the rickshaw one the most, uh, where she pretends to be kind of stupid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I must draw time. pictures on your rickshaws,
3: <laughs> and then she she draws the the emperor. I think. And yeah. lives there. Oh, it's it's great. That's why, like, you need to understand the context of the his, the historical context of that, or else you well, just they, like they, oh they, she they do she ha- drew they do
1: translate it. it well enough though yeah where it's you drew you uh you drew an interpretation of the emperor that is uh that is illegal they do say that ex- uh, right yeah, there in know, front of but, you like, so even if you don't understand the context or history of it all the the way. Everything's just uh, very it, it's explained very simplistically to the reader that you just go oh it's against the law well that's why those guys are gonna get hung all of them. I do have a question why they didn't they didn't just go well she drew it <laughs> but she disappeared because she's the assassin <laughs> It's just great uh. it's,
3: it's it's really good.
1: I'm getting my pregame going before the football game. Hold on.
3: Oh, here we go again.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, I saw, uh, oh, shit. Here we go again.
1: Oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, I my, favorite, my favorite
3: is chapter 13 but it's on it's on volume 4 and you haven't oh go okay there. it's yeah there's it's only dark.
1: 15 total chapters yes, yes, uh, yes. it is it I, is I, one
3: of the darkest ones uh, like it involves suicide and some ooh. some weird shit <laughs> and every and off-
1: chapter is so different from another and it's all towards i just got to i just got to the part where it's all towards the singular purpose of revenge. We get that yes, right away.
3: Yes, that's why I said I. I told you, like you said, oh, uh, it's just you know uh, episodic murder, and I was like, well, I'm I'm on volume two, and that's not quite right. It act- actually everything goes to a purpose.
1: Yeah, it's really it's really cool. Cause yeah, that my my first initial impression was it's episodic murder, and I only came across Lady Snowblood because X. Ex- podcast host Joe said oh you like kill bill read this manga it's kind of loosely based on it and i totally see it you know it's just this uh uh woman assassin bent on revenge of her family getting fucked at a at a in a, a happy period right yeah. uh, so I, I i love kill bill i love those two movies it's tarantino um i saw a lot of hate from lady snowblood or at least kill bill cuz A lot of the manga fans are like, "Ah, you ripped this off!" And I go, "Ah, it's way different. It's just, you know," oh
3: yeah, no, I mean, it's
1: not, it's it's not as close. I don't know about the movie. I was
3: about, I was going to watch the 1933 movie, and maybe they were talking about the movie, not so much about the manga.
1: Yeah, maybe.
3: But I will, I will, uh, I will watch the movie, and I'll report to you, uh, if it's fun.
1: So, lady. Snowblood gets contracts and how she fulfills the contract is so different from chapter to chapter to chapter. And then at the end of volume one and the beginning of volume two, it all comes together that, oh, she had to do these to get to this specific person to gain more favor and to get more information on her eventual final targets. I go. Oh, okay. Here we go. Now I'm like rubbing my hands together. I'm salivating. How is she going to get to the next part? Yeah, and okay, um, yeah. and they're self-contained enough where you're captivated into each chapter on its own. So I could go. I could read in bed a full chapter and be so satisfied with how that ended, and and yet be okay enough to go. I can't wait to read the next one. Right?
3: Yeah. I mean, my only criticism comes from like. Volume three and four, okay. uh, Which it becomes way too much of the same thing. Uh, She either fails in the disguise, and then it's just naked fighting hordes of men, or she she (laughs) resolves yeah, or she resolves to lesbian sex, or she's selling like some weird. Eighteen hundred sex toys to people.
1: <laughs> okay, so the sexuality in this uh, was something I was not expecting. No, I mean and the first. We one... can definitely talk. We should definitely talk about the chapter where uh, there's this woman dying of of um, uh, what's it called? Uh, consumption, aka <laughs> tuberculosis. Right, it's
3: a Japanese winter disease that kills many anime characters. Yes.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> Everyone has everyone has tuberculosis consumption. Anyways. Uh so she pretends to be a, a monk. monk. Yes. Oh, I love and, it. And so she goes in, hey, you know, your daughter's dying of consumption. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some crazy Buddha stuff. Uh <laughs> she draw she's drawing stuff in with sand, and they're they're just they're captivated by her. Like, yes, pray for us, do it every day. And uh, at night, she's having a lesbian sex session with this woman to kill her faster. But
3: yeah, no, but like that is cool because if you remember in the first volume, she gets the the ultimate lesbian sex technique from the brother.
1: That's right. Yeah, that's where and, she picked and it and all up. And you see,
3: like it's like, like why? I mean, it's it's funny, right? The the volume in the volume one, it's funny. I I laughed at it because you see a bunch of Japanese men looking at two girls, like two women going at each other. Oh, well, they're and losing they, their they're goddamn just, minds. Yeah, they're just sweating. <laughs> and she she goes and like kills the the owner of the brother. I was like, I thought I was like, okay, killing the guy was just unnecessary. <laughs> but okay, it's your contract; doesn't matter. And then in volume two, she uses that. The, those techniques to a great effect. In volume three and four, I think she also uses them, but it's not that. Yeah. It's it not it, it loo- right. yeah, it looks like a very old version of fan service honestly, it <laughs> honestly, honestly it doesn't. I understand, but it, again, doesn't really matter to the to the thing, especially when volume two she used to a to a great effect. Mm-hmm. To not only kill the person faster, but you get closer to her, uh, so she could write uh, write her name in the in the de, uh, in the deceased uh, book, like register, right?
1: Yeah, I had to and look up what a hōjicho is exactly, and what that what's the significance behind that? Uh, that that's where that's where that hit.
3: Where you? It's a
1: it's a certain register, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like here, we don't. It's not a hōjicho, but. Uh, Every church, before you know, you have the the red the, the government register. Right. They would have those books, and they would put like you the birth date, and uh, wedding date, and then death yep. date. It's basically the same thing, but I think it's only for the death. But yeah, and like so she could get close enough to steal the book, and it's great. And then you see her using those techniques later, but. It's not the it's not the same thing, right? They use the strongest chord right at the beginning.
1: It all plays together very well. Yes, 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 sir. Yes. What is your take on what we're what we're uh, describing to you? Is this something you would be interested in?
2: Uh, I mean, sure, I guess. Like, I don't read a whole lot of manga, so I can't exactly say that this is something I would jump on. But
1: maybe I don't know.
3: I mean, it's only fifteen chapters. It
1: is. Yeah, it's quite. It's although quite although an easy every read. chapter
3: is quite big. Uh, you can yeah, like read right. one a day. Yeah, and be fine. Yeah, fifteen days. No, that's it's a good deal.
2: That, that's fine. But it is I don't know. It is one of things. like I would have to be in a mood for it, and I would have to like I most of the time like I read like I don't know a manga
1: a month maybe if that. So we'll, we'll see. I can recommend this to uh, someone who wants a very mature and simple-to-read manga. Simple to read? It is simple to read.
3: Yes. I'm offended.
1: I'm just- I, I do it is- love the art style. This is hickey. This is what I've... Since doing the manga checkout and the manga, the, the few mangas uh, that I do have, I think I've found what I gravitate towards, and it's this...
3: Simplistic looking manga.
1: <laughs> the simplistic hashing uh art style. So do you know. know what hashing is? No. It's like sketch hashing. Oh, yeah. And it's and I've I've noticed it's very much this style is very much also associated with kind of uh samurai's. So um Blade of the Immortal is a is a is a good example of yes, something yes, that yes, has yes, a very yes. similar uh art style and and presentation to it all where it's where it's assassins and oh, and sword then, sword good. fighting great all I'll those give, things
3: i'll give one i'll so the next uh, manga checkout i have one for you you're gonna like it since you say that yes uh yeah. yeah yeah definitely i think it gravitates more when i when i uh, read it i was thinking more about more not well-known graphic novels uh, more than than a manga you know, have that simplistic, very, uh, very rough-looking, uh, sketch-looking nature of it. It reminds me a lot of graphic novels, probably spe- especially because I was thinking of Quentin Tarantino was when I was uh, <laughs> reading it. But yeah, so yeah. there.
1: So I was looking into something similar and um, uh, vagabond is something that I've been interested in starting for a long time, but never have dived into. Yes. Yes. Tori, didn't you speak like that takes forever to get going or something? Uh,
2: I've read 40 chapters, and uh, so far, nothing. There's been a couple conversations and some people have died, but <laughs> it really hasn't kind of presented like... The main conflict yet, and it's like two hundred something chapters. So yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> so I'm looking up Lone Wolf and Cub because that's what that's the that's the big one. This author has also done bullshit. Uh, it's Gogo Thirteen. Well, <laughs> that's for you and I. We we know that's the most superior version of anything this guy's ri- written right, or yeah. done. Obviously, that that goes without saying. <laughs> But Lone Wolf and Cub is another one from the 70s, uh, and it's about a samurai, so I'm very interested in that one now as well. And I'm on Right Stuff. Let's see. There's a... Is there a... It says there's a Blu-ray. Is that a live action? Probably. It must be, right? Probably.
3: Yeah, probably. I think there's a live action, yes. Let's see.
1: It has an art oh. style on it. Based on the... Be- eh. I'll look at it later. But the manga. <laughs> the manga is twenty-six volumes, it seems. Twenty-eight. Ooh. Long one. <clears throat> Have you guys read Lone Wolf and Cub? Nope.
3: No, but I've seen in the in the bookstores.
1: Okay. Ooh, there's an omnibus version. Omnibus, omnibus version. Omnibus. And they're in hardcovers? Oh. Oh, be still. Okay, Hickey, I think I know what my next choice is, but it's your it's mm-hmm. yours up. You're you're you is up next. <laughs> yes. there's some English for you. Fantastic, about as good as the loop on the third part right. three English. <laughs> on par. All right, uh, Hickey, do you, who would you recommend Lady Snowblood to, and would you recommend it to Tori? Fans of Kill Bill. <laughs> oh,
3: I don't think. It's it's really a, uh, who who I guess old Tarantino like movies fans definitely will enjoy this, especially because yeah. you have the 1933 uh, Ladies No Blood movie, and then you have the 1974 or five Ladies No Blood Jew, the Revenge,
1: <laughs> the Revenge of a Revenge. <laughs>
3: yeah. So you know if you're a fan of you know. I love uh, 80s pop culture movies. Western Spaghetti. uh, Western Spaghetti being uh, Wild West movies uh, filmed in Italy. Very rough looking. uh, Not so much well produced movies, but still highly enjoyable. With a mature uh, setting, a lot of blood... No, no shame uh, kind of, of things, yes. Uh, this is definitely for you. And you can go and watch some old Japanese movies, which I also enjoy very much.
1: Excellent. Okay. And with that, as I write down uh, the timestamps, gotta get moving here, obviously. Um, we'll, go, we'll, we'll get on to more Lupin! And lots of on from here on out. So be excited, peoples.
0: Wee.
1: Tori. Yes. Show me your excitement. Let, let us hear it. Woo. Show me
3: the excitement. for the There we
1: go. All while the on music was playing. That's glorious. Okay. Uh, our little topic here is... Uh, Tori had done a quest of sorts, a movie quest, and he watched a shit ton of Lupin movies and specials. I did. So I had asked Mr. Tori over here uh, of (laughs) not Sweden origin, the least important Scandinavian country, obviously. Sure. What his top Lupin movies and specials were. So you've uh, you've got a little list there, correct? Yes, I have
2: my top five and three honorable mentions.
1: Excellent. Let's start with those honorable mentions, shall oh, we? That's great. That's what I decided to do too. Uh, all right. Ah, we're on the same page. I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> so, first of the for uh, once, <laughs> <laughs> for
2: once, yeah. All <laughs> right. Uh, first of the honorable mentions is uh, the uh, Lupin special known as Lupin the Third: Blood Seal Eternal Mermaid from uh, 2011. Ooh and uh, was directed by, let's see here, Teichi Takiguchi. And basically, it uh, follows uh, the synopsis simply. Two jewels are the key to the ancient treasure of uh, Yaobikuni. Uh, yao yao Jesus. But legend has it <laughs> There's a name. that the only person who can find the treasure is one who can walk the path of death. Uh, so, essentially, mm-hmm. this is on with... Uh, Loop on doing loop on stuff, trying to steal impossible treasures, but
1: uh-huh. he's got a kid with him. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> so, like a small child or a what? Small girl. How, how old are we talking? Small? Like six? Twelve? Uh, what? I don't remember if they ever
2: specified her age. But she is. What'd she look like to you? She looks like a uh, primary schooler. So, she is very young. Ah, all right. So no, not a not not a not a love interest, not a potential love interest, got a well, small girl. That that is very that is very clear now. <laughs> um,
1: uh. And I imagine the treasure because it's mermaid involved. I imagine it's going after kind of eternal life. Yes, yes, it does. Okay, in yeah. fact, Figure. okay, mm-hmm. all right, fun
2: movie. Nothing uh, too exciting, but it's it's so it's fun. Uh, the second one is. Uh, <laughs> One that Hickey will uh, know—that is Lupin the Third, Sweet Lost Night, which was from 2008, and directed by Tetsuro Amino. So, basically, uh, the synopsis real quick: Lupin scores a magic lamp and finds it does hold—and finds it does hold a genie. However, at the stroke of 7 p. The stroke of 7 p.m. strikes, and that is the last thing he remembers, finding himself in Singapore. Lupin must battle his way past the, fro- uh, the forces of Cor- uh, Colonel Garlick and discover the secret behind <laughs> the lamp. But every
1: th- I love Lupin names <laughs> so much sometimes. They're amazing. Yeah.
2: But every time the clock strikes 7pm, his memory is wiped clean. How can Ooh. Lupin piece together this puzzle where he can't even remember what he's doing? So yeah. Oh, so i've sad.
3: never seen that one yeah this movie has the best sex scene that lupin doesn't mm-hmm. remember so they don't show yeah, us
1: yeah. <laughs> yes i love it i'm not
3: i'm not even kidding it's like he had like the best sex night of his life but he doesn't remember it it's oh, like, oh no that's yeah. so oh
1: that's uh, that's that's utterly fantastic yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it's just it's great. That's like the sex scene in um in First Contact, which we'll get to. Oh. Uh, it,
2: it, it's it's honestly great. Like, I'm, just to say, I, I could almost say they built up this because, god damn it! Like, I mean, we, it's not unnormal un- to have like hot females in Lupin, but god damn it, the female character designs in this one.
0: Ooh.
1: They're good. Oh, okay, yeah, definitely added to my list here. <laughs> I might even just straight up buy it on Right Stuff yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, That's
3: the name, Sweet Lost Night. Well then, that made so right, much sense stuff, after see. watching the movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sweet Lost Night. Uh, Forgive my typing on this one, I must know. Uh, don't,
3: don't worry. It's fun, it's fun, uh, it's a fun one.
1: It
2: is, definitely is.
1: Nothing, but, nothing
2: like fun. a Looper movie with a crazy military general who just wants to kill everyone.
3: <laughs> right. The the biggest problem of this movie is that Zenigata is just useless. Yeah. Since he lost his memory and
2: Yeah.
1: But it's Poor very
3: guy. fun. It's it's a very fun movie. It
1: is. Akunto Kanojo, is that what it is? Uh no. no. That's my sweet tyrant. It's called Sweet. No, it's just yeah. called Sweet last Night. <laughs> I was
3: like, that's that's a <laughs> that's a new anime from like 2018, yeah. I guess.
1: Sweet last Night. Maho no Lampua Akumu no Yokan. Magic light, magic lamps, nightmare premonition. Okay. okay yes. Fucking. All right. Sure. Okay.
0: Sure. The
2: uh, final, uh, the final of the honorable mentions is a uh, special called "Dead or Alive," extreme beach volleyball no it's It's not called that it's called but it is called oh my god
1: oh my god how has dead or live beach volleyball never had fujiko as a dlc character you know what probably because
2: anyways
3: irrelevant that's for the best (laughs) it's not for the best you don't play Uh, you know what Uh, never mind all right, I, was, okay. I was almost... Dead or Alive. Uh, I was almost giving out some very important information about myself. <laughs> which...
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Alright. You know what, though? The funny part about Dead or Alive is this one was directed by... This one was, in fact, directed by Toshia Shinohara. As, no, sorry. He was the co-director. The actual director was Monkey Punch. Oh. Mm-hmm. This is the Lupin movie that he directed. So, uh... The uh, synopsis goes, Lupon, Goemon, and uh, Jigin take a mini helicopter and head to the mysterious drifting island, looking for a treasure rumored to be hidden somewhere on it. Through their exploration of the island, the trio encounters the lethal nanomachine, the island's security system. The trio triggers the alarms, bringing the nanomachine to life. The key to solving the island's mystery lies in the small nation of Sufu, this once prosperous nation is now ruled by the ruthless, knife collecting General Headhunter. Fujiko does her <laughs> usual pro- uh, probing and hacks into General Headhunter's computer, hoping to find some crucial information. Sending has received a video message from Lupin in which Lupin announces he is desire for the uh, priceless treasure. Oleander, a fiery blood officer. A fiery a fiery blonde. Officer, with these, with some mm-hmm. hidden secrets of her own, steps in to help Senigata. Armed with their newly found information, Lupon, Goemon, Jigen, and Fujiko go back to Drifting Island. But this time, they are followed by General Headhunter. So yeah, this one is one of those where Lupon has to face off against technology. The nanomachines on this island, they are fucking insane. They... They are, they are just like, they call it a security system, but it's not a security system. It's just a straight up fucking murder machine.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's just a death machine. Well, I mean, it's it's still security. (laughs) No, it is.
2: It is. It's just the fact that this is not, it's a security system that don't really care who you are. There's only one person in the entire world who can deactivate this security system. Everyone else, even if you're a guard on this island, no, fuck you, you're dead.
1: No, I remember this movie now. Okay,
2: <laughs>
1: uh,
2: it's a it's it's a it's a fun one. It's a fun watch, and I had to include it because again, you know, Monkey Punch, directed by him, right? <laughs> so yeah, those were the three honorable mentions, and uh, we can go now go into the top uh, the top five. They're not in any particular order, but uh, yeah, these are the five ones that I really enjoyed. And up first is definitely going to be one that uh, surprises a lot of people, and that is Lupin the Third versus Detective Conan, not the 2012 movie, the uh, 2009 special, the, uh, directed by uh, Hajime Kamagaki. Uh, honestly, I know there are people that are not too happy with uh, Detective Conan versus uh, Lupin versus Detective Conan, but a lot of that comes from the 2012 movie, which is which isn't great. But the first special they did together is it's a lot of fun like I kind of wish that I was into detective Conan because I think I would have even more fun with this than I did but even still because for a lot of it especially early on you do you follow Conan and his friends around and then you know after about like 10 minutes or so into the movie 10 15 sure, minutes sure. that's when we get that moment we see people boarding a plane there's a plane on the way and then the loop on music kicks in Oh <laughs> the Ooh. loop on theme starts playing and you're just gripping gripping your seat like it's happening. They're coming. It is time. <laughs>
0: the time has come.
1: Uh, and it's a great I have devastating news. Sweet Lost Night is not in print. Aw. Bummer. That's sad. Neither's dead or alive.
2: Aw. Well, you can always find them on the internet.
1: <laughs> well <laughs> that is that is one way. <laughs> but yeah. Eternal Mermaid is in print currently mm. yep so that's good but anyways jd order order <laughs> <laughs> do it yeah
3: not uh <laughs> JD just making just buying shit mm. <laughs> mid-podcast <laughs>
2: <laughs> of course he is anyways the synopsis for lupin loop the third system conan is in a country called Vesperan, a new mineral ha- with super stealth properties has been discovered which attracts Lupin's attention at the same time the ultimate uh, the untimely deaths of Queen Sakura and her son, Prince Jill, leaves Princess Mira, next in succession to the throne. During a trip to Japan, Princess Mira finds her double in Ran and takes the opportunity to trade places, which ends with Rante being spirited, o- spirited away huh? to uh, Vesperan <laughs> with uh, Conan. <laughs> well, yeah, with Conan, Senigata, Kogoromori, Lupon, and Fujiko in tow. There they meet a waiting Jigen and solve the mystery of the deaths of the queen and prince. By the way, I love Jigen Jigen in this one.
3: Zenigata is working with Kogoro to solve a mystery. Or rather, rather
2: (laughs) (laughs) Kogoro kind of tags along because he wants to save his daughter and Zenigata's like, you fucking, you useless man. (laughs) Can you do nothing right? (laughs) 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 Zenigata's a fucking competent cop in this one. It's interesting.
3: (laughs) Oh, well compared yes. to Mori, of course he is <laughs> 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 Fucking finally
2: well, <laughs> But I love Jigen I mean, in this come one.
3: on, look Zenigata is confident, but it, it depends On on, yeah. on the the environment <laughs> I know,
2: that's why it's so funny Because here he's like, in this one He's literally the straight man So It's like, oh, I love oof. it oh, boy. Uh, But yeah, I love, I love Jigen in this one Because Jigen has normally always been the straight man But in this one he is kind of tasked With uh, keeping security In this uh, kingdom so he has kind of been tri- yeah, picked, t- right. picked to train, train the special forces there. And I love it because he's just, he's so giddy about it. He loves it, especially when they finally come to arrest him and Lupin. And then it's just, they're doing everything to kill them. And he's just like, Lupin's like, why are they being so extreme? He's like, because I told them that the, the most important thing is to ca- catch the person. It doesn't matter if they're alive or dead. So what's going to happen next? Well, next they're going to make sure that our escape vehicle uh, vehicle is destroyed. And you just see the helicopter. They're running to, bl- to blow up. And Lupin is fucking panicking. And <laughs> Jesus yeah. <laughs> they're following orders. Uh, yeah,
3: I told them well. <laughs> I'm so proud of <laughs> these people. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, so great. I love it. Oh, I love Jigen. He's a funny guy.
3: Uh,
2: anyways. Yeah, no, the- definitely. The 2009 Lupin of Thuris Detective Conan. A lot of fun.
1: Especially if you're a fan of both of these. Do yourself a favor. Watch it. Which which I certainly am. I quite enjoyed this special. A lot. Uh, <laughs> this is coming from the guy who's seen almost every Lupin episode ever. And I'll admit it, seen almost every Detective <laughs> Conan episode well, ever as well. <laughs> here he comes.
3: Finally. You are actually the first person I know to say that. Very hard I to find those people. I, I know you are out there.
1: <laughs> I am one of those... Per- I am about three movies behind, though, so I, I need to... I, I'm not a, uh, I'm not up to date on those.
3: Oh, no, it's cool. Like, you've watched it more than I ever thought about. doing. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, if you look at my anime list, I think uh, if you put One Piece and Detective Conan together, it's like 25% <laughs> <laughs> of, my, of all the anime I've watched. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's some absurd percentage number. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next one is uh, Lupin Third Operation Return to Treasure, from 2003. Operation Return to Treasure. Directed Terror. by Jun that Ka- one. Kawagoe. Yes, this one is quite different, because rather than stealing, Lupin's oh, job what? is to return treasure.
1: Oh. Yes.
2: So the synopsis is... After robbing a Moscow Casino uh, right under Senegata's nose, Lupin sets his sights on stealing the Trick Diamond. He and Jigen head to the estate of the uh, recently deceased Mark Williams, another master another master thief who's had the diamond as well as other treasures in his possession for years. However, instead of finding the diamond, Lupin and Jigen find Fujiko, who tells them about Mark's dying wish. Lupin must return all the treasures he uh, the old thief stole to their rightful place. If this is done in time, the location of the diamond will be revealed, and Lupin can use it to get the real treasure, hidden in Godi's Sagrada Familia. Returning uh, to stolen goods uh, isn't easy, what? though, as Senigata oh. and the casino bosses' ruthless gang are on Lupin and Friend's tail. So yeah. A lot of fun just watching Blue Lupin trying to fucking jumping in a stolen car, like fucking antique car, driving it through the streets, trying to fucking drive it into the museum, replacing trying to figure out ways to like distract guards so that he can switch fake uh, uh, like uh, false knockoffs of treasure that has already been stolen with the real one. Uh, it's kind of it kind of reverses the whole
1: psychology of Lupin he has like use his tricks to Switch <laughs> or so put back. Uh, this one is on. This one is still in print as well. That's good news. Yeah, that is good news.
2: But yeah, no. It again. It's a lot of fun, and especially at the end, like um, the whole tri- the whole thing behind the trick diamond and the real treasure, and just it's it's just it's just a feel good movie in the end. I I love this one. It's a it's a lot of fun to watch. I I feel like I say that every time. I mean, it's true, but you know. <laughs>
3: If it wasn't like it has, l- how many specials does it has?
2: I mean, when 30? I made
3: this list, let's put let's put thirty. Let's put thirty. You're talking about a top five of like thirty specials. So yeah, of course it's extremely fun to watch. <laughs> I mean, you don't need to I, explain yourself. When
2: I was gonna put together this top five list, initially I had twenty five specials on the list, <laughs> and then I had to pick from there. So yeah, I. I might enjoy Lupin just a little bit. <laughs> Alright. And up next is uh, one of the three, I sadly haven't seen the third yet, but one of the three Takeshi Koike Lupin movies. And that is Lupin ah. the Third, Goemon Nishikawa's Spray of Blood.
1: Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... It's, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, that is being released on uh, Blu-ray uh, in, s- I think, September 8th is oh. the uh, release date. And I am... Vastly anticipated that. Tori, I watched Jigan's Gravestone mm-hmm. last weekend, yeah. and I lost my goddamn mind in Lupon Happiness. Oh yeah, it's Takeshi Koike does great stuff with Lupin. Like, <laughs> Christ, that is good. So I haven't seen Goemon's Bloodspray yet. Cause I'm just waiting for the Blu-ray now to come out, mm-hmm. and I'm hopping on that in two seconds, and I might just be adding two more Lupin movies, <laughs> uh, to that to that <laughs> cart. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like again, like I said, Takashi
2: Koiki's uh, mission, kind of with Lupin, was to bring more of the darker, edgy feel of it back. So, they, and that's what uh, Goemon Ishikawa Spray of Blood is as well. The synopsis is friend. Uh, spray sprint? of
1: blood, not blood spray. Yeah, spray of blood, blood spray. Hold spray, on, of blood. Hold on. Uh, uh,
3: spray of blood. Yep. Spray of blood.
1: Spray of blood. Lupin and Fred. No, sorry. Go- this, one, this one says Goemon's blood spray on right stuff. Yeah, who cares? It's the same thing. Uh, no, no, it needs to be right. <laughs> uh,
2: well, then Goemon Ishikawa's spray of blood is right. So you're wrong. <laughs> uh,
1: what are you talking about? It's blood spray. No.
2: Go- Anyways, it's not this. Lupin's <laughs> friend, the samurai Goemon Ishikawa, takes a job as bodyguard for a Yakuza boss. But a brutal assassin kills the Yakuza and Goemon is honor-bound to track him down. So, essentially, we have this giant fucking American
3: beard-looking... Is, is this is this the movie with the with the James Bond uh, villain with the Jaws?
2: Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, the James yes. Bond no, guy. The Jaws,
3: yeah. yeah, it's the James Bond guy. He's got, J- yeah, he's got yeah, the he's Jaws hilarious. and he has
2: two fucking... Uh, like his jewel wheels giant fucking like lumberjack axis, but they're like made of like some of the hardest steel ever. So like nothing can better not even uh Goemon Santas who can cut through them. They're it's what? Fucking, oh yeah impossible. No, it's he's fucking strong. It's like I've seen first contact, that's not possible. <laughs> where the first fight the Goemon has against this man, like he just runs up. like Goemon runs up to him to slash him. And fucking, the dude just, like, grabs his sword. Like, he just grabs the sword to stop him. Punches fucking Goemon straight in the fucking face. And then starts hammering loose at the, at the like, hilt of the sword. To break, says he can't break the actual sword. He breaks the hilt off it. And then fucking destroys ah. Goemon. And for the rest of the movie, Goemon is just absolutely oh, so broken. So excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
2: it's, it, it's, it's... Oh Man, if you like, again, if you like more edgy Lupin and you want to see people, you want to see blood, you want to see people die, you want to see, like, just general fucking carnage, the Takeshi
1: Koike movies, there. Oh, they're good. That Fujiko movie, I have very high expectations for. Oh, same. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I can't uh, wait to get to
2: watch The Lie?
3: The Lie of Fujiko Minen? Yep.
2: Fujiko Minen no so. Yeah. That's not on this list because I haven't seen it yet. It is out, but I haven't seen it. So. Oh. oh, it came out? Yeah.
3: Yeah. <gasps> July, July, I think. <gasps>
2: Isn't it May? Yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, it's out, anyways. All right, no, Torrent Insight.
1: June,
3: <laughs> July. It was, It was. yeah. It was... All right. And, I'm, uh, on, I'm on Mayan release with fucking. Takeshi cooking. <laughs> 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 Works open. I can look it. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> all
2: right. So up next is Loop on the Third, Walther P thirty eight, or Loop on the Third, Island of Assassins. In English.
1: all right. So save mm-hmm. save that one.
3: Yeah, May thirty right, yeah, uh, uh, one. Fujiko no yeah. came out in, in May, end yeah. of May.
1: I'm just gonna say it was directed okay, so by Hitoshi. Torrent Piano. sites don't have don't have a hold of it quite yet.
2: Yeah, that's that's why I haven't seen it. But the moment okay. it comes out, I am most it's definitely. It's very important.
1: It's very important for our listeners to uh, to realize that, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> oh, you better fucking. I, when I watch that, I need to watch the other.
3: I need to watch the other Koei movies before, also.
2: I guess the, the uh, you don't have to, in the sense that like I they know,
3: are. but they, I know, but it's 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 <laughs> on your fucking top list. Yeah, I gotta watch. I, it. No,
2: I I hope you do. But it's not like it's not in order for to watch one of the other. You need to watch the. You can watch them in any order you want. They're not connected. They are individual yeah, yeah. stories focused on the character, the titular character. So, but yeah. So Walter P. Thirty Eight was number two, and number one is First Contact.
1: So ah, you know, okay. we're gonna talk about those two later. All right, so. Um, we won't go into P-38 and First Contact right now. That is on our two out of three movie list here that we're uh, reviewing at the end of the cast here. Uh, so just to go over the honorable me- honorable mentions again, Blood Seal, Eternal Mermaid, Sweet Lost Night, Dead or Alive. Yes. And then in order of Tori's mentioning, uh, his top five were, what were they, Tori? on the Third versus Detective Conan. Loop on the third special. Yep, Loop on the third operation.
2: Return to treasure. Uh, loop on the third. Goemon Ichikawa spray of blood. Loop on the third. Walter P thirty eight. Then Walter. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Loop on the third. Episode zero. First
1: contact. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Walter uh, the third. One honor. <laughs> yeah.
1: One on one honorable mention. I'll say uh, which is a movie I liked more than Dead or Alive. Obviously, of course, my personal opinion was Napoleon's Dictionary. It was the nineteen ninety one movie. Yeah. I ended up cutting that one. Like I eventually I just kind of
2: had to had to cut things blind because I didn't really want to cut it. Sure, anything. sure.
1: <laughs> uh question. Yes. Have you seen Voyage to Danger? Indeed, I have.
0: <laughs>
1: and uh no no boy no. Uh I know I like Voyage to Danger,
2: uh but again, it is it was also on my uh on my list. But again, it ended up being cut. Okay. So, you know,
1: it happens. Right. does happen. All right. Let me make my little notes here. Okay. So, before we get into the three movies, I'm going to play a nice little song drop. We've each come up with our uh, favorite Lupin the Third, uh, I guess, music intro, Favorite. so to say. Favorite
2: version of the theme? Loop On the Third theme.
1: Yeah, that's a better way to put it. Thank you, Tori. That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> yeah. So we again, we each picked a movie. So before we go into uh, our personal movie picks, I'm going to play a nice drop that's going to last uh, longer than usual uh, going over our favorite themes. So I'm going to play that right now, getting ready for my pick, my movie pick. Here we go. <coughs> okay nice little 30 seconds there nice and even right guys oh sure it sure
3: was right such such a peaceful time <laughs> listening <laughs> listening to to nothing although the the jazzy feeling filled my soul with joy i could
2: hear uh, it i could
1: hear it in my head don't worry about it oh yeah I <laughs> that mean, was
3: everyone can it's the same theme for 50 years now <laughs> yeah
1: yeah you can you can hear it uh, for those wondering that is the loop on the third 1978 opening uh, that was my favorite one and that'll get us into our first movie special titled uh loop on the third the secret of twilight gemini uh, it's To me, I picked this because it's one of the more unique Lupin stories out there. Uh, this was something I came across on my quest, story mm-hmm. when I was looking through Lupin movies. And um, after going from, let's say, Cagliostro, and let's get this out of the way quick. Cagliostro is the Miyazaki one That's uh, that's like uh, um, Hickey mentioned earlier, that's one of the Lupin movies that everyone recommends. Yeah. So we could have easily just gone, let's recommend Cagliostro. Hell, that that could be a cast in itself right there. Uh,
3: But since we have our resident Lupin specialist who didn't even put Cagliostro in his (laughs) honorable mentions, we, 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 we we need to honor his memory well he's not I've, dead. I've yet, said but... this
2: before, and I go out on, the, on it again and say that I don't particularly like Castle of Cagliostro. Oh. No, no, See, well, I know, love I fun.
1: love Cagliostro
2: personally. It's it's, it's a
1: lot of fun. I
3: think it's yeah. fun, but I think Lupin is fun. So like, yeah. like, it's
2: not a bad movie, but it's not one out of all the Lupin I've seen, there's not one that I go like, Oh yeah, I really like this one. Like it's I kind of agree with Miyasaki on it. It's kind of not Kind of half-hearted ideas. Like the problem he had with it was that he didn't get enough time or people to properly make it, so they had to rush it in order to even get it finished by release date. And I don't, I don't feel like I feel like even
1: today it's still one of the top animated. I know, I know, but it's like I
2: feel like one of the things I like about Lupin, like we spoke about, is the characters. I feel like a lot of the character dynamics are not quite present in Cagliostro, which is a little bit of a shame. Everyone's more stoic, not kind of calmed down, more like
1: natural, I guess. But I don't want natural Lupin. I want crazy. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so that that is that right there is uh, is my segue into why I chose this one, this particular movie, because I rather like Cagliostro. Uh, I I do agree that the characters are much more down to earth and it's a much more serious movie. So when I was watching. All the Lupin movies, and when I got to this point in particular, when I came across Twilight Gemini, this reminded me a lot of what Cagliostro was doing. Mm-hmm. Much more down-to-earth, much more slow, simplistic story to it all. Everything comes together. Uh, it, it's a lot less on the comedy focus, even though there is still comedy in it because, hey, it's Lupin at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's Studio TSM... Yeah, yeah. Studio TMS Entertainment, ha- as they all are. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, director Gisaburu Sugi, hope I pronounced that right, uh, also director of Glass Mask, the original, and assistant director on Touch, Boys and Girls, uh, released August 2nd, 1996. So, oh, so close to the anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Recording this on uh, on August 3rd, for those wondering. Uh, so I describe this as a much more common Lupin movie. Uh, and by common, I mean the down-to-earth uh, like Cagliostro hmm. uh, I I will read the summary from Anime Planet and then we can start discussing. These will be, I think, shorter discussions for these um for these movie specials. Uh, okay. As one of Lupin's mentors lays dying in bed, he procures a small diamond, which he claims is a key to the lost treasure of the Gelts, a people who were once part of the now conquer of a now con- conquered empire. Uh, the diamond, called Twilight, leads Lupin and Gigan to Morocco, along with not only Inspector Zenigata, but also the head of Interpol. Lupin quickly becomes involved in much more than he bargained for, when a showdown erupts between the Geltz and a faction headed by the son of the Geltish leader, both of whom want the diamond for themselves. Uh, so it's all about unlocking a treasure, connecting uh, these two pieces of of a diamond together called twilight. Uh, and there's a Geltish cult aspect to it and government kind of, um, what'd you call it? A, 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 almost a government coup taking place at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what did you guys think of this movie? Um, especially compared to, uh, other Lupons that were more familiar with, uh, and then I'll get into my thoughts.
2: Uh, Yeah. No, definitely. I do. I agree with you. It is definitely more, uh, more down to earth. Uh, it's still, I mean, I still, say it maintains a little bit more of that like common, uh, Lupin co- brand of comedy, but it's not as in your face as it could be. This is one of those ones where Lupin got a little bit more turned down. He's not, uh, mm-hmm. because I think this is like, this is around that time where they kind of tried to rid Lupin of that more rapey personality that he used to have.
1: Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, the eighties—they yeah. were strange times. <laughs> yeah, he was very um in
2: people's pants.
1: <laughs> Lupin in the eighties—let me
2: tell you, boys. Yep. Nazi references and uh, <laughs> sexual assaults—good times. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, no. So
1: there's a lot. There's a lot less. There. He must have been hanging out with the character from City Hunter.
2: Yep. That said, this is one of those movies that that's why it was clued on to me the first time, where there actually is a uh, sex scene of sorts, between Fujiko and Lupin. Uh, it was originally yes. sold to me as uninterrupted sexy. And I would say that's that kind of depends on how you want to see it. They Someone mm. does show up at the end. Uh, but they do show up. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> completely uninterrupted, no. But it is uh, it is interesting. Uh, a little bit... I mean, what I was about to say, a little bit uh, typical, a little bit like... Uh, obvious, but it is Lupin. It's like, you realize that there is, pretty quickly realize that there is somebody, something wrong with the head of Interpol. Like, he seems a little bit more shady than he should. Uh, and sure. stuff like that. So, but I'm not saying I'm going to fault it for that. This is Lupin. That's not uncommon. It's not like they tried to
1: hide who the villain is. <laughs> Even when yeah, they do it. Ne- it's never the case, right? <laughs> you always know. It's like, yeah. There's only like two people it could possibly be. <laughs> it's Inspector Zenigata.
3: <laughs>
1: the day Zenigata turns heel is is the is the day I will uh I don't know what I'll do, but it's definitely gonna be something. Uh, Lupon part six, do it, you cowards. <laughs> that's
2: what Lupin did in part five, anyways. Uh-huh. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, a, it's it's an enjoyable one, definitely. This too was on my list, but ended up getting cut. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the biggest problems I have it with it are technical
1: issues. Uh, oh, do tell.
3: Yeah, frame like frame rate and not having enough time and money to make it. So, you know, they had mm. to cut down a little bit on the frames. Uh, Lupin is not hairy. Which is which is a sacrilege. Yeah, he need the hairy arms.
1: <laughs> he was not channeling his inner monkey punch. <laughs> oh yeah. <clears throat> uh,
3: let's see. The villains are weak. To be honest with you. Mm. All right. I mean, I, I cannot complain it in the <laughs> with the villains because usually they're quite weak, but they're cartoon yeah, villains time... essentially. Yeah, this time Goemon appears out of nowhere. Doesn't <laughs> like, doesn't, yeah. honestly, doesn't have a, a lot of impact because it's just like you betrayed our ways. Like out of nowhere, he's in Morocco trying to kill a the, the guy.
2: Yeah, he kind of just has to fight that dude. and Then he's like, "I don't want to fight you. Go
1: away."
3: <laughs> yeah, like, he appears. He it's not. Who the hell metro. are you? Get
1: the fuck out of here! I'm busy <laughs> yeah. doing this thing over here. I'm trying yeah, to kill Lufan, Dad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah... It's not natural. It's not organic. Uh, he just appears there to kill one of the the assassins because he needs to be in the movie. <laughs> I honestly didn't like it. Uh, this boy. yeah, I don't. I didn't. But like I, I, like, I like. I like him. Like not. Yeah, I like not him. Not looking at Fujiko naked because you know how <laughs> he is. Uh, <laughs> very very fun. I enjoy the story. Enjoy the the end of the story because you know. It, we all know that's the ending of One Piece, but without the treasure. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's it's very fun. It's very grounded as well. I guess, like like you said, especially when we will talk about Water Water P thirty eight, which is also it's way more grounded than, than this one. Uh, it is the the same time frame where they are trying to reformulate kind of a little bit of the personality of the characters. And, weirdly enough, Fujiko in this movie retained most of the comic relief. Mm -hmm. Instead of the... Of course, you have, like, the sexy Fujiko, but it's not so much. In this movie, she's more of a comical character. (laughs) One of those those movies where she had her... With the sex scene, it's, it's... funny it's hilarious she's being tortured and it's just she's staying there hanged naked and then at the end just uh it's where you really there's no treasure fuck your friendship and kicking the wall and, yeah. you know it's she's definitely <laughs> that's more the one vague. piece
1: ending that's the one piece ending we're all dreading <laughs> yeah. and and i can totally see nami just going Oh, Power of the Heart? Fuck you, couldn't have left a diamond? Crack. No,
2: I I, just, yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's funny, because like it is definitely one of those uh, movies or this part of Lupin where you're really going to get to become f- familiarize yourself with uh, Fujiko's catchphrase, as I like to call it. Nani-o! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Nani yeah. yeah.
1: Not the bio! <laughs>
2: no, but she says that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's quite
3: cool. like, she's 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 more in, instead of the frustrated she's more in the uh instead of the sexy she's more in the frustrated comic relief character in this one uh which is a little bit odd you know uh I found you it still the, have Senigata with the with the old man going around trying to catch lupin <laughs> very fun uh the last conflict also very 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 fun uh, very fun to watch, even with the the technical problems. I still think it's a very fun lupin to watch. Especially because we have one of the rarest lupin jackets. <laughs> the badge. The safari badge <laughs> lupin.
1: Yeah, he does start out with his uh, trademark red jacket. Um, but as soon as he gets to Morocco, which is where this story takes place, he switches to the yeah, as you said, more of a safari beige type color, which is I didn't even notice it until you had brought it up. I'm like, wait, no, he had a red jacket, right? Mm-hmm. No, nah, he switches, like, after 20 minutes in the movie. <laughs> yeah.
3: um,
1: okay, so I found the, uh, the character designs. This is what I, I have always noticed because whenever there's a new director, Tori, you, you brought this up earlier, where there's always a different director or person in charge of a Lupin movie or special, mm-hmm. um, even TV show, and they always change the character designs to kind of a different perspective uh they they tweak the characters just a little bit uh just enough to make them unique to this particular story and in this one
3: missed by a dollar character designs yes yeah well
1: <laughs> uh i found these very um, uh very appealing in this one they're they're uh they're much more simple uh fujiko looks way different yeah but i, oh, I quite like how I different she looks
3: i i recognize by the voice Oh, like, yeah, the, it, the is... voice
1: you recognize right away, but... and and like, who but, the fuck yeah. is this blondie? I'm like, oh, <laughs> hold
3: on a second. This is Fujiko. Oh.
2: I like I, th- I I obviously, I recognized her right away, but like, that's because after a certain point, that kind of becomes the thing, at least for me. It's like, how quickly can you spot Fuji- Fujiko? And then you see, <laughs> for whatever reason, you see the busty woman in camera, and it's like, like I look at her in this one, I'm like,
1: is that Fujiko? <laughs>
2: that's like, that's just, talking yeah like, that even then you question this one
1: <laughs> well well like like a lot of other lupon movies there's always the uh the woman rival i guess you could say the, the Lupin the, girl the,
3: if we have the, the Lupin girl kind bon of girl, movie, like the bond the bon girl, girl yeah. yeah we have the Lupin girl yeah. so i Although, thought i really
1: thought yeah, that was going to be the bond girl in this one when i first saw it Saw her. Uh, I,
3: I I thought the same, but I was like, no, wait, it's way too early in the movie to to the Lupin girl to appear. So I was like, <laughs> is that? And then she starts speaking. I was like, oh, that's that's Fujiko. Oh,
1: what? There's always what? a grandiose intro to the Lupin girl, right? Uh, this one did not. It was just, hey, we're at a bar. Mmm. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, the characters are designs are by Minoru Maeda, whom also has done has helped do character designs on Dragon Ball. Doctor Slump, Touch, and many more. So you can definitely kind of see where that uh, design comes from now.
3: Uh, yeah, the round eyes. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the shonen was was very heavy in this in the character designs. So that that makes more sense. I didn't know that until I was looking into it, making the notes for the podcast as I do. I go, oh, okay. No wonder I liked it so much. Uh, it takes a good twelve <laughs> to fifteen minutes just to get something going in the movie, due to the uh, the much more heavy plot set up and just the setting itself. Um, so that that's something to be aware of. It takes another 15 minutes to get that next plot going finally. So they have to first get to Morocco. Then you understand the plot in Morocco. Uh, so that's the effort there. So kind of, I I don't know. Would you guys compare it to A Night of the Galactic Railroad, our, our previous cast, and how long it took for something to finally get going in the movie?
0: Uh... uh... I,
2: no, not really. I think I think yeah. it establishes itself like not not the entire thing, but that's that's fine. Everything needs a beginning, middle, and an end, anyways. Uh, so sure. it's like because like we like I said in uh, Night of the Galactic Railroad, Night of the Galactic Railroad kind of suffers with the fact that it has a beginning and an end, but not really a middle part. Uh, so oh, this definitely has a middle. Yeah, so it's like I feel like yeah, I feel like it's more so that like it kind of it gives you something to go on. Then we move the setting to over here. Now we need to set up something more, which leads into this main the main thing that's then gonna accumulate at the end. So I, I still feel like Lupin has a better at uh, this. This movie has a better like story structure.
1: Oh, I agree. It's it's I've I've just this is just how it's uh, structured. Mm-hmm. Is it t- it's, yeah. it does this and this in thirty minutes, and then the next the lot la- the uh, so it's an hour and a half, which is all these by the way. <laughs> yeah, and for 30 minutes to get to, uh, the whole setup of the, of the movie, which then goes into an hour of straight, all right, here we go. Now it's, it's just flowing from there. I quite enjoyed it, personally. I thought it made a much more, uh, grasping plot than a lot of other Lupin movies do, where it's just, uh, and for those that don't know, a lot of Lupin, whether it's, um, a major movie or a special always involve usually a a good five to ten minute action sequence setup mm-hmm. where it's just nonsensical comedy and you know, cars going everywhere. Cagliostro even had it. Lou <laughs> on a chasing loop
2: on a motorcycle yeah. up a uh, advertising board through the mouth of it
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, the whole Scooby Doo scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh was it was that Napoleon's dictionary actually? I think so. Yeah. I think it might've been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you get, you get that this one didn't have any of that. It was Lupin over this dying old man that he, that he, he has a connection to and then how this dying old man has a connection to the, um, that's what drives him to go to X place. In this case, Morocco, and then discover the even more, uh, deeper plot to all that. So it all connects together and it's, it's, uh, it's easy to follow. Um, a lot, a lot of which, uh, a lot of Lupin movies just don't have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So th- that's where the, this one grabbed me personally. Um, okay, what did everyone think? Uh, we we kind of mentioned what 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 our thoughts of Fujiko in this being the comic relief. Uh, I I found it as a breath of fresh air. What about Lara? This movie's Lupin girl. The, um, I guess, princess of the gelts, You could say who she is.
3: Um, quite. Basic, I guess. Yeah. I, I honestly don't don't She's don't definitely have, not my favorite
2: no. of all of them. That's for sure. Well, <laughs> she serves her purpose, but honestly, I can't really think of much in regards to her. Uh, I remember the scene where she is sinking into the fucking uh, uh, <laughs> the, quicksand. Yeah, the quicksand. The quicksand. <laughs> the quicksand. go on favor. without uh, me. Fuck it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, all uh, right, mm, mm. like. She doesn't make a huge impression. Like I don't, I don't hate her. It's not like it's when she's on screen, but I'll get her off. But,
1: eh, she's she's there. She's fine. Okay, so here's a question that I'll well, ask. Well, I mean, there's uh, the
3: belly dance uh,
1: scene at the end. Oh right. yes, but that's a, again, that, that's all. In they the didn't. They too. didn't
3: have. Yeah, they didn't have a lot of money, so <laughs> <laughs> it it goes on with like two frames per second. Yeah. <laughs>
1: This is this is a question I'm going to pose in the next two. Okay? okay. So, personally, to make a exceptional Lupin special movie or even episode series, especially um, part four, and p- part five, what we've seen, what makes what makes it exceptional is the Lupin girl, and her impact with not only just Lupin but the overall story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought she had a, she served. Uh, her purpose in the story aspect, but what doesn't make this uh, a top Lupin movie to me? I still vastly enjoy it, but if Lara had more of Lupin's heart, let's—I let's, I guess I'll phrase it that way. If she had more of that sex appeal and a full rival to Fujiko, we might say uh, I think that would have put it over, put it over the edge, and making it a great Lupin movie. Know what I mean?
3: I uh, I understand. I agree, but okay. but I disagree because of Walter P. Thirty Eight, which we'll talk later We will next. get to that point because we have we have a very good Lupin girl, but she's not in the sexy side. She never is on the sexy side. Mm. She never rivals uh, Fujiko. But still, she's very impactful to the story. She's very impactful to Lupin, especially uh, I do, because I, I, do I, have I think an opinion it, on her as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's because we are on the the verge of hitting the climax of the the characters' changes from the 80s to the late 90s. Sure. And so she fits very well to what she's designed. But let's wait that one. Yeah.
2: No, because all they <laughs> yeah. want, like to kind of counter that, is like we've seen some. Pretty good Lupin movies as well, or Lupin specials as well. Like I said, where Lupin has a, uh, where the Lupin girl is essentially a Lupin sidekick, and it's a younger girl, or someone who's yeah, not, 11, girl, someone who's like not 11, said, 11. in love interest. The in Mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and it's so, like, it becomes, like, uh, if, as much as he doesn't want to, he kind of, they want him as, a, like, a mentor, or he has to protect him in some way. When, I like, there's been some uh, Lupin specials where they do that, pretty well I, I feel like so i don't think like it necessarily needs to be like oh they need to like have big uh, they, of course they need to have story relevance but they need to like be sexy or win it's like not oh yeah, really? yeah, yeah.
3: that's not a bone girl you, yeah, you, you don't, don't need a have to be
1: yeah. but i i i think where i'm getting at is laura is clearly that age right mm-hmm. where she yes, could yes.
3: be yes i i understand you because yeah let let me clarify to you and then we can we can keep on from my clarification. Okay. She stands in a very weird place. Because you know the intention. Mm -hmm. And you know like the intention she needs she's not as sexy but she should be. She's not as relevant but she should be. Yeah. And they are trying to they are trying to make a parallel between Lupin's story with her and Dalud's story with her grandmother. Right? Because, you know, you have the princess and you have the French guy going there to fight and fighting for them. They fall in love, have a, a, a child, and you know, they're trying to make this the parallel, but the problem is uh, the lewd story is way more impactful than Lupin's story this time. Mm. With going there and fighting invaders, losing having one night of love with the the woman of his life, from there you you have a child, the child grows, have a a child as well, the grandchild Mm -hmm. finds Lupin, and then they start the story. Uh, It's way more impactful, and when they try to make that uh, parallel, especially with the ending of this one, where they, they, they don't do anything, they just kiss by the end, and it's like, oh, okay, see hopefully our grandchildren will find themselves together again yeah it's not as you know it's not as good as the story they are trying to make a parallel to
1: yeah uh, so yeah hickey you that's uh, I'm sorry Tori i gotta get this get this out real quick okay that's where that's that's what I was alluding to is you have the parallel right between the past and the present and I thought that was a major miss i i, I thought man. Cause they're even holding hands and they have the kiss and everything and then it's just, yeah, what a coincidence, right? I was like, they no. already hold,
3: yeah, they already hold hands. Mm. Yeah. It's like almost <laughs> Man, if Laura, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: if Laura just had just that extra edge on her, where you felt that this could have led to that one night in Morocco, right?
3: Yes, yes, that's why she stands in a very weird place. Yes. Yeah innocent but not so much And
1: yeah she she, she instead she, of she, being this forefront character
3: she doesn't she, have the time because of how the story is being told but they still spend a bunch of time together doing nothing it's really she stands in a very weird ground yeah,
1: that, <laughs> that whole presentation that's what was missing for like you want to talk about going from like a 6 7 8 out of 10 to a 9 10 out of 10 that to me it's Laura in this movie that's what was missing t- for me. Yeah, no, definitely. Like the only thing I want
2: to say, like when it comes to uh, again, when it comes to like the Lupin girl, like you can just think of it and why it doesn't need that. Like think of, for example, uh, Ami from Part Five, right? Obviously, oh. Ami, ob- Ami does eventually fall in love with
1: Lupin. I love, there- I love, I love Ami. Yeah. we we can talk about Ami all yeah. day, but there's no, there's <laughs> no like love back, right? Because he's too old for. Well, he yeah, he's they even they even make that very clear. Like, what does Fujiko mean to you and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. so uh, it's like they, you can, that was very you can still well done. Do
2: stuff without without having that like mutual attraction, if that makes sense, right? So it's like it it, it depends, but again, it does it needs to make sense, obviously. I I do agree with you. Well, I do I agree mean, that the kind of if, you, mark if you're a if,
3: if you're willing to die in the Sahara with a woman you were feeling something oh yeah no (laughs) that's my point (laughs) yeah no that's my point that's
2: why it's like in this one they do kind of chicken away at the end it's like yeah that might not necessarily be love i mean it could just be like admiration it's like really fucking really (laughs) yeah it it should have been more with
1: the way it was presented it should have been more yeah, yeah. hey man they held was, hands was, that's yeah. pretty lewd I don't need no. that shit <laughs> that's like saying all women should wear long dresses it's <laughs> also a fetish <laughs> uh. I don't need the hand holding I want to see full on french kissing moroccan kissing I don't know what that is but that needed to be in there <laughs> guns involved <laughs> Oh no! Oh, there's an African. There's yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. What do you want to say? What do you want to say? (laughs) Mm, 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 mm.
2: Uh, Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Lupin used to be pretty racist. (laughs) Boy, boy, (laughs) (laughs) Denny. I didn't even think about that.
3: (laughs) I mean, even even in this one, when you know, have the gay ass acid, (laughs) the the subtitles, you fucking queer. You are ruining (laughs) my fucking night with Fujiko with your fucking gayness. It's so great. Uh, Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh boy. (laughs) I will say, Fujiko naked in this movie, I approve. Oh,
3: yeah. Every single fucking time.
1: Oh. I was like, oh my god. Please stop. It's it's been a while. Please stop! <laughs> Hell no! Keep going. <laughs>
3: and, and you know, and you know You're what's gonna make bad? me
1: pause the movie? Please, I need, I, I gotta watch <laughs> this tonight.
3: <laughs> you know, do you know what's better about all of this? One, there's no censorship. Two, they have nipples. Oh
1: yeah, they do. They do. They have all that. I th- I think that's probably why this movie isn't in print anymore. <laughs> nah, It's a bummer. Uh, it's a bummer. I'd, I'd buy. I would buy this movie. By the way if it was available. Okay. So um anyways, uh we we got two more movies to talk about uh th- and this was this this when I did reveal this list uh to some people that asked uh directly why we chose this time period? Well, first of all, it kind of just happened uh when we were talk when we were talking, we got to each choose a movie or special. Yeah. Mine uh, was just a
3: throw in. So it was actually by luck.
1: <laughs> I was suggested uh, to the, you. Thank you. the The other reason is this is a time period when uh, there wasn't a TV show going on. Mm-hmm. So all so this was that time period when there was nothing but movies and specials. And this is a uh, an important Lupin span of time where this is how the series stayed alive during this particular era. And it's uh, I, I found it very very important.
3: I mean yeah if we're going to f- talk about everything uh we already saw part 1 review day part it. 2
1: eh. it's 150 plus episodes yeah. <laughs> i've already seen it
3: horrible. <laughs> uh part 3 is just horrible not not the part 3 but the the content is just lost most of the time
1: yeah and the quality is so then hard we have
3: more. we have our 15 year rule so, let's go up to 2003, yeah, uh, just, meaning yeah. we cannot make part 4. Or 5. And 19, the
1: 1995,
3: 1994 up to 2005, there's a major, major transformation in the anime industry.
1: Yeah. That's well, a good and time. And
3: we, usually we talk about it, and Lupin is a survivor for, from that change, mm-hmm. from that transformation. So yeah, it is very interesting to see at that period where everything was changing how he survived. Even if it meant you lose a few fans I guess, from old, <laughs> old age probably, but still.
1: Alright, so final scores of Twilight Gemini. Uh, I gave this an 8 out of 10, uh, probably a little bit higher than I probably should. Uh, and this is the second time through it, and I still maintain that. Um, I haven't watched a lot of post-2000 Lupin movie specials. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Uh, so think of all the movie specials and series between 1970 and now. I found this to be one of the... Uh, essentially, the score is based off of the other Lupin properties that are out to the state. Essentially. And I found this to be one of the better experiences I've had. And it was a great breath of fresh air. The character art is what stood out to me the most in this, and I adored it. Uh, and I, I loved the character interactions. And the only thing keeping it, f- uh, for me, really, uh, from exceeding that is uh, the animation. A lot of a lot of start and stop kind of stuff going on there. Um, so that's subpar. And the weak Lupin Girl uh the way it was presented us in Lara and uh I don't know if you guys caught this but Fujiko was always dressed in Tomb Raider Lara Croft gear like the entire movie <laughs> and then with the Lupin girl being named Lara I was like come on guys 1996 <laughs> <laughs> Hellig- oh, yeah. it's right there no, there, are, there, <laughs> there are so many
2: hidden references in Lupin it's uh i say i say hidden they're not really that hidden but yeah no there's a lot of that so if, if you like if you like trying to find Find references and stuff. Try to pick different Lupin specials apart. There's always something.
1: There, there's always something very timely, whether it's the gaming industry or, or uh, like a certain James Bond movie had just come out during that time. So it's all there in front yeah. of you. That's 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 pretty much my theory as to why Lupin managed to stay somewhat relevant
2: the entire time. It kept, it kept, because
1: James Bond has stayed relevant. Well, yes. No,
2: but like because it kept it still kept up on like what people wanted. Like it's it's still loop but it's also like it changed it changes just enough for it to still fit people's tastes and people would still find something in it that they could enjoy, even if they weren't you know, fucking sitting in front of their TV watching
1: part one every week. <laughs> Shout out to the retro gaming podcast. Our recent one was just over James Bond games. Good little coincidence there.
2: <laughs> All these coincidences lately. <laughs>
1: yeah. Ah. Scores, Hickey, go. Uh,
3: strong seven.
1: Strong seven. I could agree. Yeah.
3: With that. There's yeah. problems with the villains. Problems with Goemon appearance. Uh, problems with the the Lupin girl. She's she's standing in a very weird. Uh, ground where they didn't know what to do with her. Her
1: character design uh, problems... was outstanding, though the headband.
3: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, the little, the little bob hair. She she rocks oh. yeah. mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> The 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 parallel between the past and the the few, the present wasn't well made because the the past story was way better than the the, the movie. Let's be real. <laughs> and also technical and quality problems. Uh, but aside that, still very Lupin-esque, very fun. Uh, yeah, seven. Seven is a good one. Seven is a good number for this one.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with that. Uh, I also give it a seven. I enjoyed it. It's it lacks a little bit to stand out to me as like one of the top Lupin specials, but it's it's a good one. Like there's no problem watching it. And again, loop uh, Fujiko sex scene. Like there are. For as many times as you've seen her naked, there really aren't that many of them. They always end in someone coming in and being like, no! Or, you know, punching glove coming out of her private parts. Something. There's always something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, been there.
2: (laughs) And if you think I'm joking, I'm not.
1: (laughs) Baby, let's get it on. Oh, where'd this punching glove come from? Talk about a Saturday night. Ugh. <laughs> All right. So, goddamn. Moving on to the next I'm one. I'm really happy. I'm really, I'm really happy you guys enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. All right, next one, which is Hickey's pick. Uh, hold on, because I have Hickey's favorite theme to play now. Here we go. so that was loop on the third theme from 1989 uh, talk mm. about a banger I will admit <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a good one hickey I quite like that oh yeah yeah
3: it's such a oh, the middle of this that song is so strong yeah so good jazz for your soul just that just oh Lupin music's always good like let's get that out of the way right now <laughs> Like, uh, no matter, we're, we're not talking about the music because the music is always cool. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, uh, it's it's one of those things that it's just it kind of universal, which is why I was a little bit scared when we move away from the mainline Lupin and you don't have Yuji Ono's jazz anymore. But even if you go to something like uh, the woman called Fujiko Mina, the music in that one is still strong, even though it's not Yuji Ono or, or jazz. It's just oh, it's something God, something they always get.
1: <laughs> Praise be to Yuji Ono,
2: am I right, guys? Oh, uh, yeah. Praise be. Although, yeah. please stop hiding your Lupin theme and other songs all the time. <laughs> like I, I love it, but at the same time, you confuse me whenever a song starts, and I'm like, "Hey, Lupin!" No, wait, this isn't Lupin.
1: <laughs> all right, Hickey. So this was your uh, your movie pick. You fell into. Tell us about yes. it and the the summary and the whatnot.
3: I went with a recommendation because I was between a few movies. Uh, the other one was From Russia with Love because it reminds me of James Bond. I oh, think
1: it's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah.
3: J- I mean, we we talk about whoa, 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 a lot whoa. About-
1: From Russia with Hold on. Didn't I just play that game? Uh Agent Underfire Nightfire. Oh no, it was Everything or Nothing. That's what I just played. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. That was that's another shout out to the Retro Gaming James Bond podcast. Yeah, no.
3: Like yeah. James Bond, I mean, many people don't know that. Uh, but it's actually a bunch of books. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that the author is English. Right. <laughs> uh, just saying. I don't think he's British. I think he's Canadian. Uh, uh, but they are books. They're quite old books. Um, and that's why, you know, Lupin takes a lot of inspiration, I guess, from the books, not so much from the movies. And since I had a like all those specials in front of me and all of them had James Bone titles. I was like, okay I, I, need to, <laughs> I need to choose one and out of recommendation from our uh, Lupin specialist he said, well uh, A Vault of P 38 is, is a fun one and then I said, oh maybe this other one and then JD just said, no you, you're going with P 38 you don't have a choice. Okay, we
2: did you a favor <laughs> from Russia with love yeah. is not Mm, not that great.
3: Look, I know, but we need to review more. Shit I do. Like, I that, do like how we how we was... came to that
1: bit. We we're like, ah, this is supposed to be a, a fun special <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> celebrating Monkey Punch.
3: <laughs> Look, we need we need to celebrate not only the good times but the bad times as well. That's what makes life precious. Yeah, we
1: can do that another well, time. <laughs> we can do that another time. This is this is not the time to do that.
3: <laughs> Look, no one, n- you guys. Will not uh, complain about the next anime I will recommend for the podcast then.
1: Oh boy, uh, well, I look regardless. forward to twenty twenty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're almost coming up on that uh, that one show that Hiki suggested to us like months and months True. and months ago.
1: A year ago. <laughs>
3: <laughs> True. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> it yeah. is. It is. Lupin III, Walter P-38. And Walter P-38 is the iconic Lupin pistol. Uh, it is also called in English, Lupin III, Island of Assassins, or uh, Lupin III in Memory of Walter P-38. It was released in 1997, which means it was exactly one year after Lupin III, The Secret of Twilight Gemini, Gemini. And it was yeah, Gemini. Yeah, made August by...
1: 1st, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. We're two days off this one.
3: Uh made by TMS Entertainment and directed by Hiroyuki Yano which they didn't do much things. JD listed Monster Rancher as like his direction, <laughs> like his only direction thing. I think it gives and a good I... perspective on this guy's directorial. Yeah, and I and I, <laughs> and I agree with it. But then you have like everyone in this one is kind of not famous. Mm -hmm. But you have the character design, a guy called Kizaki Fuminori, which is also a director, and he directed Afro Samurai and Basilisk.
1: Blue gender for the character designs.
3: Yeah, he made the character designs for blue gender and uh, Jinga Tetsudo Monogatari or the galaxy railways and but he's the director of alpha samurai and basilisk so he had a little bit of influence on how how this lupin movie was made <laughs> for sure for what we see anyway the synopsis is let's see if i'm reading the right one yes uh Yes. After receiving the note from Lupin, Zenigat arrives at the birthday party of a rich politician. Sure enough, as he sees Lupin, who tells him the note is fake and... he's there to find out who sent it. Uh, okay. The sentence is incomplete. (laughs) However, mayhem ensues when a gang of masked assassins known as Tarantula... Gate crashed the party, killing all in sight. During the commotion, Zenigata is shot by a man wielding a Volta P-38, an engraved white Volta P-38, a gun that Lupin recognizes all too well. Then, when Lupin sneaks onto the uncharted island that serves as Tarantula Base, not only he's forcibly recu- recruited into the group, but he's also get caught up in a deeper plot that splits the assassins in two. Can Lupin sets the score from his past, and maybe snag some gold along the way? Yeah. So, JD, do your host thing.
1: Ah, my, uh, yeah. So I'll give uh, my little opinion on this movie. Uh, so, compared to Twilight Gemini, uh, the special that came out a year prior, this takes on a much more different approach. As Twilight Gemini took upon what I believe to be the Cagliostro approach of more down-to-earth, uh, a more structured uh, layout of a story, this takes a action-based focus story, which I can also appreciate. It's, it's, uh, it's two different approaches... Uh, I believe accomplishing the same task. You want a story, drawn um, a drawn-out story focus, Twilight Gemini. You want that action focus, that that more James Bond feel, um, without the of course James Bond girl uh, focus. Then Walter P thirty eight is for you. Mm. Um, this has that crazy action intro sequence that we're more familiar with in um, many Lupin specials. Mm-hmm uh crazy car chases, uh music yeah. going, credits playing. Um, but not
3: as funny. <laughs>
1: it's Since it's not it's, as comic based, that's for yeah, sure. It's, it's yeah,
3: Especially in the body, which is basically a carnage. Mm. And we got Zenigata getting shot in that car.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and that's <laughs> is. that to me, that's like that's one of those like fucking you wanna hook someone you kill somebody like the fucking opening, and you're just like, what? Wait. Yeah,
1: you kill one of the main groups, yeah.
2: yeah. Just sitting, right. I remember watching that when that happened. Just, I just, at that point, I was just locked in, like, I need to know what happens. Exactly. I know he's not going like, to die, well, well, but...
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. He did. Um, with... Well, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> he actually does die, technically, I'll just say no, this joke right now. No, not technically. He
3: dies. Yeah. It's not technically.
1: So Zenigata Gotta gets shot in the heart with the old with the old P thirty eight. He flatlines. The doctor checks his pulse, shakes his head. He's like, "What a good man," <laughs> kind of deal. And the police captain goes, "He will live on in his mem- memory. I will capture Lupin for him." Uh, and as soon as Lupin's name is spoken, not only does Zenigata Gotta fully revive. <laughs> With a strong pulse, he goes like he's he's he was never shot in the first place. He's Like, I'll oh, get that guy, puts the doctor in a headlock, wrestling style, Hulk Hogan style, <laughs> and he's ready to go. Uh, I just Tori, I howled in laughter. <laughs> howled. Oh, yeah, that is, I, I just <laughs> cracked up. It was non stop. I just go, Oh my god, I need to let this be known to the world that Zenigata not only dies. Lupin's name is his resurrection pill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love it though because at that point you still kind of think that there isn't really this is going to be very serious and not so much comedy. And <laughs> then we'll arrest Lupin. Yeah, I'll mean- arrest Lupin.
1: Lupin, where? <laughs> I'll get him. <laughs> where is that son of a bitch? I'll get him. <laughs>
3: uh, I mean, the good yeah, the good thing about this movie as well because since you have Zenigata, like the the all everyone in the fucking Interpol trying to. Make Zenigata just lay down in a bed as a side story. That is your comic comic relief. Really. So they they can have a more dry humor. Of course, you still have a, a a bunch of funny moments in the actual story, but you can have a more sarcastic humor from time to time. You know, yeah, with with that, Zenigata that trying to ditch the dry. hospital
1: to eating food to him falling down the stairs and his leg basically <laughs> be, being broken. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, you know we had we had another special called Fuji goes on lucky day, but they could have easily titled this one Zenigata's lucky day.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So, anyways, uh, ba- back to uh, my thoughts. Uh, there's a lot of there, there's an interesting dialogue. To this movie with how, like, uh, th- this is one that stood out to me. You have the uh, the Island of Assassins, which, by the way, I am very upset with because when I made my Right Stuff order to get First Contact and Valter P-38, Valter P-38 did not come in. <laughs> Apparently they ran out before they could ship it for me. Boo,
2: Right no, Stuff. Takes. You're getting a bad review from us.
1: did not come in within the time frame for this podcast thumbs down
3: (laughs) that you had three weeks to prepare but you decide to make the fucking order two days ago
1: uh incorrect i made it three weeks ago i believe or two weeks ago see two weeks not enough (laughs) my order came in just in time for first contact anyways anyways we're, anyways it's fine it's fine it's fine i'll just make more lupon orders and we'll see what movies come in by whatever <laughs> so they get to the island of assassins the uh the the evil villain of this movie he's called uh gordo right you're kind of cajun yeah, french name the french guy <laughs> yeah the french guy Um. Uh, he orders Lupin to be captured for the, uh, of course, the overthinking plot of the next assassin contract. Need Lupin, uh, but but the uh, the the bet. My favorite line in this movie is definitely the the uh, the fellow assassins are in a room. It's like this long camera shot as as this like t- there's twenty of them there, and it, one goes capture him. Surely you, you misheard. Beat him to death. <laughs> Just go. Oh my god. I love the lines of this movie. They they just know it so well. They know my humor.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, they they're they assassins I was like, I appreciate the fact that Hickey also pointed out that, you know, the uh there there is this Basilisk kind because god damn it, these assassins they're they are from Basilisk. I don't even give a shit. The whole thing with the poison and fucking <laughs> just like we murder shit. No, you're gonna capture my life. No, fuck you, we'll murder him.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a-
1: Clearly you misspoke. Murder him <laughs> <laughs> like, but no, specifically beat him to death. Yeah. Michael, that's not even close.
2: <laughs> uh, don't worry, we'll let him into uh, our, gr- our group. We're just gonna test his skills and fight him first. Should you stop, otherwise you're gonna kill him. No stopping. Fighting to death.
1: <laughs> we must if we beat him to death, 20 versus one. <laughs> Clearly he's not good enough. <laughs> uh what, what what was another one? Um Oh yeah, what's going on right now? Well, it's the manhunt. And they're just ha- hunting this dude. Uh, because the most dangerous game is Man, and he's just like, Guys, I can still murder! Yeah, but, you know, we're already trying to murder you at all. We can't <laughs> stop now. <laughs> once the, once a, once an assassin loses his ability to kill, he's worthless to us, so then we, mur- we, we murder him in a game of yeah. hunt.
3: <laughs> Says the woman who can kill anyone. <laughs> yep.
1: Says the woman who can kill anyone, but hesitated in the very first scene. <laughs> uh... And her and her capturing her encapturing blue eyes were, uh, were 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 a good focus to her her and who she represents. Although she gets no ba- no eh, she gets a backstory, but who cares? She's sexy, but who cares? Hey, Lupin I care. goes. I don't want to fight. Eh. I <laughs> so, care. I like her. I like her. She was fine. She wasn't your Lupin girl. She she. I didn't feel. I didn't feel the mentor esque. I didn't feel the. The Lupin girl-esque. She just felt like she was uh, she was a character to advance the plot. I thought she was a weak Lupin character. Did it bother Ooh. me to what the story was and the action aspect to it? No. So it didn't affect how I saw the movie really in any way. It's just something that I associate with Lupin is you got to have a Lupin girl. Who's the Lupin girl? And this one, uh, her name's Ellen she was kind of born into this assassin world and she kind of she she also has this heart of gold
2: i would say her, her biggest so. problem is the fact that like a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff you learn about her, you kind of learn on the fly as it's necessary uh there's there's not a whole lot of there isn't too much like build up in the best you don't know much about her until it's like oh yeah by the way she is a good person because here this this is why also she is trying to work out with these guys to cure the poison and get off this island because here's why and by the way there's a bunch of people a lot of people trying to to overthrow this this system which kind of surprised me with all these bloodthirsty people running around, but hey yeah I figured <laughs> there'd be like ten of them at tops but yeah. it's like half it's like <laughs> half the island yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they're still
1: under man <laughs> yeah uh I compare I, I was actually comparing Ellen to Lady Snowblood mm-hmm in the origin story to it all you know you're born into this assassin world you're born into vengeance kind of deal and yet lady snowblood has a heart of steel or black darkness and ellen has that heart of gold and compassion despite the upbringing tale of two cities situation there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. anyways um Gordo, the evil leader of Tarantella, I really liked. I thought he was. I thought he's been one of the stronger uh, villains. Maybe, maybe the whole action-packed aspect to this particular Lupin movie. uh... What 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 is the word I'm looking for? Um, um, not compromised. Shit. I have no idea what
2: you're trying to say. Uh, I would say Uh, complimented. Complimented. There
1: we go. The action aspect with this particular uh, evil evil villain, uh, they complemented each other quite well. Yeah. I like that.
2: Yeah, what I like about him especially, like, because obviously, like villains, again, like we've spoken about, Lupin villains, they're very often cartoon villains, and I would still put this guy as as a bit of a cartoon villain. But the thing that sells him is that he is he comes off as he actually comes off as a threat, because he does yes. lock Lupin into a situation in which. You might normally be able to just easily delve with these, uh, deal with these situations, but you cannot deal with me. You are in a situation in which you can't even touch me, or even like you can't touch me, you can't steal from me, you can't. You have to figure out how to break free from this poison that I have infested you with. If you're at all going to try to figure out how to do anything, you're trapped. So he, he does come. So yeah, he does a good job. In that he comes off as a real threat to Lupin. Which a lot of villains just don't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's... I guess more the circumstances or the dreadful circumstances are more of a challenge for... <laughs> yeah, of course. For Lupin than the, the actual villain. Although, the that little bit where uh, he throws the P-38 at Lupin and says, shoot me. <laughs> I dare you, shoot me and see what happens. <laughs> like, Lupin... Can't even react fast enough to yep. avoid the guy. Yeah. Especially like when we're talking about a guy who fights Goemon on a daily basis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. That's that's something to consider, yeah.
1: Alright, uh, thoughts on Fujiko in this movie in particular.
2: Uh, I mean it's not uh...
3: quite absent, quite. I mean, quite absent, but doing her original role mm. as a thief,
2: yeah. Not a, like yeah, it's it's not it's... my favorite one with uh, with Fujiko because again, I do like Fujiko, so I want her. I want her present as much as possible. But it's like I I am in agreement, Tori. Okay. But it it is. I I get it. Like it's it's kind of hard to involve her too much, unless of course you want to. Capture her too, uh, but that's that wasn't just wasn't in the cards. Uh, so she kind of she becomes the unfortunate like locked character kind of. There isn't, but it's kind of the same mm-hmm. thing with all the sidekicks of Lupin in this one. they're that's
1: that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah,
2: yeah, they're all kind of sidelined because it's not. It becomes almost more of a survival story rather than you know your typical heist. <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah. They're they're, they're kind of locked in what they can and can't do, so I like I still I like it, but obviously I do want them there. It's just it's hard to implement, you know. <sighs> well, of course, you just want to do that thing that they sometimes do, where it's like, oh, they he gets captured, but then they come
1: and they break him out, and then they break back in, and then. <laughs> uh, hmm. Which so, yeah, no. So I'll, 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 I I want to play off that because that that was a major. I think that could be a major uh, aspect of this movie that could throw people off. Uh, your your Lupin cast: Fujiko, Jigon, Goemon, uh, even the Lupin girl Ellen. In this case, uh, they don't have major roles, so to say. They're locked into their roles. They're locked into their specific plot device, right? Cool. Fujiko is is meant to be uh, the member that was sent ahead of time to gather information. All right, she's. She's kind of done there. You get a, you get a, not a nude scene, but you you get her with one of the assassins. She's trying to gather information. You have G, you have uh, Goemon being sent there as the bodyguard. Then he has his little fight scene. Jigon is, is there to accompany Lupin, uh, which is more or less his usual role, uh, more or less. But it's even more so, I think, focused in this that he is there just to accompany Rather than have his own, his own point to it. Uh, we'll get to first contact <laughs> with Jigon. He's, uh, <laughs> he's quite amazing in that one. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an action survival. And that's the purpose. How is Lupin going to survive? And how's he going to get his gang and uh, even Ellen out of all this together? Uh, is that necessarily a bad thing? I think this movie handled it quite well, personally.
2: Yeah, no, like, I do, again, that's why I want to stress, like, I do, I like what they do, again, when I say that I don't, I don't like that the side, the characters are sidelined, or the side characters, the, uh, the rest of the Mm -hmm. Lupin gang is sidelined is because I do like them as characters, and they do add a lot to Lupin in general, but it is, it is a case of, like, you know, you need to play to what you're doing, and the standard Lupin thing, with the help of his, of his crew, and whatnot kind of it it wouldn't it wouldn't work it wouldn't they couldn't like seamlessly integrate that into this
1: it wouldn't right how how is how is say goemon gonna help get the uh get the poison antidote or make one right you need you need the doctor in this who has a major role
2: yeah no but even not even that like let's say that they decide just throw them all in there let them all become assassins let them all get poisoned you would still kind of they would still kind of be locked into a role of just Following Lupin around, right? Which th- wouldn't really be that interesting, <laughs> either. Right. So it's like they're. Yeah. It's a shame that they had to be sacrificed, but it's also kind of a necessary sacrifice for what they do. With the story,
3: yeah. I mean, at least they they come out to to play later. Yeah, in the end, with a like they come back. I guess we since we we're talking. It's nineteen ninety seven. Lupin has properties being done since the sixties. Oh, let's put the seventies uh, because part one, and then we are kind of we grow used to the gang having uh, multi roles, uh-huh. and then this one they are locked, yes, to a very to roles very reminiscent to the original roles. Uh-huh. In the pilot, in the part one, even in episode zero. Except Goemon. But Goemon is just a guy who's there to slice things. <laughs> Doesn't have a lot of a role. Or try to kill Lupin as well, because he, he likes doing that.
1: I do like, I do like his scene where uh, they reference, oh, he's probably stuffing his face. Because he hasn't eaten really anything in two weeks. <laughs> Yeah. and so um Gigon's there making him rice like on the fly as he wants it and then, and then he hands him some pickled plums and goemon gets a tear in his eye you're too kind <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that uh, plays into later it's like why'd you cut the red wire because of pi- pickled plums <laughs> it's, it's,
2: it's something no i i just like every time hickey points out the fact that like you know on fighting goemon because all I can think back to is that, like, highlight reel in part five for ev- for every scene in Lupin. In Lupin in general. Where on and Lupin has fought. Uh, yeah. There's
1: all a the lot. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. So, uh, I love the villain death in this one. because uh, inevitably the villain will always die in a Lupin movie. In <laughs> some, like, horrid fashion. Uh. In the case of, uh, of, uh, uh what's his face? Uh, Gordo? Not, the not, 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 yeah, not Gordo. I'm thinking of uh, Twilight Gemini. His is very forgettable, obviously, since I can't even remember it.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Inspector Girard?
1: Yeah, Inspector Asshole. Something
3: French. <laughs> so, Some Frenchman. The French guy. The French villain of Lupin. That doesn't help much as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, in this one, it turns out the Doctor is the major villain. He was he, Gordo's the evil leader, but the Doctor turns out to be the evil like mastermind in disguise. He's the one that betrayed Lupin. He was his first partner, kind of deal. So I like the I like the the simple backstory there. Mm-hmm. Well, Lupin and Ellen together in Ellen's last breath shoots him in the face <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on a blimp. And then the gold that they had stolen off the island, or or gotten off the island, crushes him off the blimp into the sea.
2: <laughs> Gotta make sure he's. I was trying. like, I approve. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Those just like fucking. Oh, can she shoot him? Can she shoot him? She her aim is not steady. Can she bang right between the eyes? <laughs>
1: Wait, well, Lupin's holding second. the gun and he's kind of, yeah, like, got know, this I hesitation know. to him, and she just goes, no, let's do it uh, together. Well, I will help I, make your the decision. The
3: guy's like, wait a second, let's talk this through. I know it's bad what I did to you, but bang. <laughs> I was like, okay. You
1: he's know, like, don't you, don't you want the antidote? I have it right here. Like, yeah. you're still going to shoot me? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then it goes full Batman. It does the full Batman thing. I Look, I don't know if anyone has read the original Batman comics from, like, the 60s and 70s.
3: The one but, uh, with the big bomb? The big bombs and oh, it, the it very happens wacky ca- one?
1: Look, it happened. Yeah, yeah. It, it happens okay, countless yes. times, whether Batman's poisoned or there's a bomb to explode, and he just goes, you know what? I'll figure this out five minutes later. Got it! Uh, <laughs> I'm Batman. There's a line. Yeah, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it's not even just you know a full volume later it's within two panels (laughs) i'm screwed i solved it yeah (laughs) exactly that's batman in the 60s and 70s i'm batman uh in this one in this loop on it goes she even ellen even goes well i'm sorry you couldn't get the antidote and he goes don't worry i'll make an antidote myself quote unquote (laughs) yeah and it's that's it
0: (laughs) i love that though it's
2: like oh All right. One of the things you often forget, mostly because it isn't brought up, is that Lupin is canonically a genius. He's canonically. I got this. Don't worry. No, but like he is. He is like fucking. He is not like a lot of stuff you often think about. Like because it's portrayed that way. Like he gets lucky, or he he's like. Just happens to, but like, you kind of forget, especially if you remember part one, right? He is canonically a genius. Don't forget, in part one, he fucking strings up- He
3: made a fucking airplane out of a a wardrobe or some shit. He
2: fucking manually- To
3: skip Zenigata. He
2: makes a fucking
3: bamboo
2: catapult manually, calculates (laughs) for the fucking wind, and sends that shit over the goddamn mountain to fucking hit a cabin. Thirty-eight degrees, by the way. Yeah.
1: That is the default number. I know, <laughs> but it's like you, you kinda of forget, but he he, he might seem yeah, kinda stupid, is the, but he yeah, really that isn't. That's is
3: true. That is true, that is true. He wouldn't be loving it if he was just a dumb monkey looking
1: guy.
2: Yeah. But he looks like a monkey, therefore he has to act like an idiot.
1: Look, if yeah. if if Detective Conan can't catch him, who can, right? That's
3: true. Well Zenigata.
1: Yeah, multiple
3: times actually. I have hope. <laughs> I have hopes. I have hopes. Uh but that was because Lupin wanted it. Yeah, That'd I be mean real.
2: of course.
1: Come on now. <laughs> Alright. Um I'm I'm ready to score Walter P thirty eight. To me it's it's your uh it's your fun action movie. Mm-hmm. That's what I took it as.
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh I guess it's a little bit uh, more serious, uh, more sarcastical, dry humor from time to time. Especially whenever Lupin is trying to be like just a joking character, someone tries to kill him, <laughs> so he reacts by being serious. For example, the the knife fight he has with that one guy, that one assassin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "I'm I'm not going to do this shit. No, don't really care."
1: Bro, like, can't if, we talk this wanna... out? <laughs>
3: Yeah, he's like, Oh come on, we don't need to do this and the guy just straight up tries to kill him and he grabs the bowie knife and they start that sequence of uh fighting that end up with Ellen just hitting Lupin in the in the neck.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, he she scissor kicks the piss out of him. Yep.
3: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Very way more dried and than... again, that's that's the uh, the late nineties uh, Lupin right there. The pinnacle of it.
1: So what's your score, so Score.
3: I guess I'll, I'll give it a 7 as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Because... That's fair.
3: The, the technical and production value in Volta P38 is higher than the other one.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree.
3: And it, it they only have, like, one year between <laughs> each one, so... And they're made by the same studio, so, you know.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there, there are different staffs, so it's not... Quite, it's not. A one I know, time.
3: but you still you still have budget and oh, yeah. uh, time and things like that. <clears throat> and also, you have you know third party contractors that they probably wasted money on to to come and, and help. Mm, absolutely. In p Thirty Eight, but you still lose a little bit with the locked roles of the Lupin gang. Although I, I don't think it's that damaging, like you guys said. I I still need you on knowledge that happens. Uh, I really like Ellen really like the ending of the story because it is kind of a pyrrhic uh, a pyrrhic victory for Loban and you don't see that much aside, uh, outside the the TV series yes, he's alive uh, yes, he got the uh, the poison out of his body, but to what cost right mm-hmm.
1: Sure. <laughs> so
3: it's it's like he he didn't get the gold. The the woman died. He went there and he he by himself opened a, a grave, put her out uh, right next to, to the body of her brother, and you know everyone is like, well, where's Lupin? We going away? And you see a glimpse of serious serious Lupin, where he's just looking at the horizon near the graves. Uh, he didn't win anything at the end. It's it's a very Pyrrhic victory and I'm saying Pyrrhic victory, that's a expression that says when when you win but you actually don't get anything by winning. Mm-hmm. You just lose by the end, right? Yeah. You're winning as a title but you, everyone loses. He,
1: he closes a major um, event of the Chapter, past. yeah. Yeah, chapter. Yeah. Chapter, thank you. A that's chapter
3: of his word. past. Yeah. Yes, and it, but still, he he didn't win anything. You you have that, well, that. I mean,
1: he killed like thousands of people on an island. I mean, it, <laughs> right? I mean, I they're all assassins that as... and and horrible people. So. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, remember, this is Lupin, right? <laughs> this is Lupin is not the
2: killing guy. Uh, he is the sort of. Remember, according to himself, why why does he do all that dangerous stuff that he wants? For him, it's not about getting the reward. It's about the thrill of it all. But this wasn't right. this wasn't about the thrill of it, right? Like you could take I think the best example is you take Lupin versus like Fujiko. For Lupin, it's all about the fun of the like heist and making sure everything gets goes uh, as well as possible, and you know escaping the police. And he quite often, roll of the chase, yeah. He yeah. quite often doesn't actually get the the things he he get. He catches. He does steal it, but very often Fujiko gets in the way. and They end up losing it. That's happened multiple times. Uh, but. like Fujiko is quite different she doesn't give a shit about how anything is done or all she cares about is the result she wants the gold she wants the diamonds right that's that's her end all be all so I kind of like that about uh, but so in this one Lupin is out of the out of his comfort zone a lot and I kind of agree with Hiki I fucking love serious Lupin yeah yeah (laughs) by
3: by the end by the end you don't you don't have that satisfaction Mm -hmm. of Lupin yeah right you have that that feeling that he he lost more than he won there was no thrill for the adventure uh by the end of course during the the adventure you have those uh, a little a few moments where you see him having fun or whatever but he still killed a bunch of people he still had people killed on his behalf you know he he doesn't feel it doesn't feel doesn't feel like a Lupin ending, yeah. <laughs> Until you have it's the Zenigata terrible. coming <laughs> with the with a bunch of boats and helicopters to to try to arrest Lupin, uh, to to make a testimony on who tried to kill him. By the end, but it is still for Lupin and his gang a very Pyrrhic victory. They won, yes, but at the end of the day, everyone lost, which is very very fun. Because of that, is a seven. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, now for me like, obviously I recommended this to Hickey. Uh, going into this, I had I was obviously looking forward to it as it is more a little fun, but I wasn't entirely sure of what I felt about watching a show about like the history behind this gun. Uh, which is kind of how it all starts. It becomes well, more than that, but that's that's essentially like, the, that's the punchline that's the, that's the catchline for it. The tagline. Uh, and it's... That was a little bit weird. But then we get into it, like we said. When Senegal gets killed, that's like... Oh, hello. I, you're, I see you're demanding my attention. <laughs> so, I got kind of locked into it. And I just ended up loving the whole like aspect. Something something different. Something not about the heist. But rather a survival situation. Which... Lupin has been in before. But it... Kind of just... I don't know, it's never really a big threat to him, and it's kind of just over very quick. So to kind of get an entire, like, movie dedicated to, like, figuring out, essentially, how to... finding the antidote for the poison. Uh, but and kind of being forced to do stuff that he doesn't want to do, he doesn't really end up doing much of anything, but, you know, like, (laughs) it's... it It puts it all in a different spin, and, uh, I really did enjoy that. At the other day, I had a good time watching a different side of Lupin. A side of Lupin that I don't, I don't see. A, a Lupin that's... we often get the goofy Lupin. And like I said, I like serious Lupin as well, which shows up in every once in a while, usually for a scene or so. Uh, often, sometimes even for a fight in which he's just had it and decides to absolutely like waste his enemies. But it, to kind of have that, like more. More serious loop on throughout throughout it because he is out of his he's kind of out of his comfort zone and yeah
3: making a lot of miscalculations that cost a few things yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's like it's that it was a nice one so I ended up giving it an eight nice
3: nice yeah
2: it
0: a, I
1: agree that was a lot of fun
2: go JD
3: yeah gives us your six
1: uh, <laughs> okay so uh, what really I I think. What jarred me the most was definitely the character designs in this one, especially Lupin himself. Uh, definitely not a fan of uh Fuminori Kazaki's work. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of basic low quality stuff even by late nineties, early two thousand standards. Uh,
3: all right. Uh, it's yeah, I guess. I was I was going to talk about Miss by one dollar <laughs> because of the character designs <laughs> yeah, of that ka- one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's it's you see like That character design was very famous in the 2000s, and you see this one leading to that.
1: This bothered me so much, Uh, just just from an anime thing. It had nothing to do with the movie, really. Uh, I was just like, what character design does this remind me of? And I just could not get that out of my head, the entire movie. I go, this is really bothering me. I just went through probably 20, 30 anime that I was trying to think of. That this character designer... i was like, okay, is it Trigun? No, is it Slayers? Well, definitely not Slayers. Uh, I just went through this list in my head and looking it up online. Like, I just could not put my finger on what this character art did. Uh, that bothered me so much. Um, I, I, I was just not a fan, uh, especially upon himself. He just looked off, mm, off model the whole movie. Uh, but anyways, uh, character designs, uh, aside, uh, this was a, a, very enjoyable action movie. I got a very different perspective of, again, much like in Twilight Gemini of, of all the Lupin movies I had seen prior, even the Lupin TV shows, uh, very much, uh, enjoyable ride and experience. Uh, so I gave it a seven out of 10. So this is the, uh. Two for two now, where... or No, no. Uh, Tori, you gave it 8 out of 10. I so did give it 8 if, out of 10. If, yeah, yeah. If Hickey gave it 8 out of 10, I'd be like, ah, oh, our picks, the person who picked it gave it the higher score. <laughs> but <laughs> No, realize, no,
3: no. Like, yeah. I I need your knowledge, the problems there is in yeah. this one. Probably more for Lupin fans, and they're like, oh, maybe the, the, the fish out of the, the water kind of scenario... Uh, they threw opening. This one might be a little jarring or mm, sure. not as fun or not as interesting. I definitely so I see need it to that acknowledge way. that. Yeah, Tori doesn't see this as a problem. He actually enjoyed it, that, and you see it as a problem.
2: Yeah, I mean uh, that, that again. That I don't that's see it. So
1: huge, yeah, I don't see it as a huge problem.
3: Not not, a, not, a problem, yeah. not not as a problem. Not not as just any little inconvenience. <laughs> yeah, because kinda. then you, you you lose a lot of the essence of the the thrill of the heist as. Hmm. Lupin likes to call sure, it.
2: Yeah, sure. Nah, but like again, I've never had. I've never really had problems with. I I like seeing characters I know and love doing different stuff. So it's kind of like. And I mean, again, I like Basilisk as well. Not as much as this one, but it's so it's kind of it's kind of it, it was that was different enough. I like I liked it because of that. So, and again, it has it has its moments where it's just like really attention demanding for me. So it just it hits this right
1: spot for me, in terms of like right. action movies. So seven seven eight again, uh, Tori. Quick question. Yes. Do the character designs in these Lupin movies and specials affect your viewing point in any way? Uh, like they do mine. Uh, I mean, again, when you when you watch so many of them, you get used to
2: different styles. But sure, there are some. Uh, okay. I don't remember. There, there was one special that had a, st- a style similar to Part Three. Uh, which I, I don't remember which one that was, but that's, I remember getting to that special. That was just I that was my moment, moment where I was just like, I couldn't get over it because I don't like the character designs in part three. And uh,
1: the same thing, there. It's like, there. All right. All right. It's not just me then. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's what I was, uh, that's what I was going for. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to play now Tori's favorite little Lupin theme and uh, we'll get into our last movie special. Here we go. Tori, that was uh, the theme from Loop on the Third, two thousand eight. Sweet Lost Night. Wait, oh my God! Did you switch mine and Hickey's? Did I? Sw- did I
2: switch it? Yeah, you did. You you were the eighty nine one. I was the eighty nine one. Yes.
1: Oh damn it! All right. Well, I played <laughs> I, I played the-, the Sweet Lost Night one. I thought I ordered them uh, appropriately. My bad, guys.
3: Yeah, I was the two thousand eight one, but you said it. I. Just didn't want to call you wall, uh, so I just
1: stay shut. I I thought I thought
2: he did, but I was like, nah, I must have heard wrong. Uh all
1: right, yeah, whatever. Must have been incorrect. So oh just, well, that's a, that's okay. Well, thirty seconds, regardless, nonetheless. Yeah, just for <laughs> those listening, just switch
2: those uh, the last two for. A <laughs> 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 all right. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. No, mine is uh, Loop on the third episode zero, first contact, which is by Studio TMS Entertainment, of course. Directed by Minoru Ohara, who J.D. says has done nothing. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to choose to believe him on that one because I can't be bothered looking it up. And it was released in July 26, 2002. So all of these specials, although, you know, obviously different years, came in, in around the same week <laughs> of different years. Uh, so the summary from Anime Planet. Lupin. A thief under rice in New York City has acquired a mysterious treasure called the Calm of Helmuth, originally, uh, originally stolen from a, crime famil- from a crime family by his now-deceased friend, Jigen Daisuke. The fastest draw in the American underworld has been hired to return the treasure to its owner and quickly takes the idea of killing Lupin to a personal level. Also hot on Lupin's trail is the swordsman Ishikawa Goamon, who also has his own agenda of stealing the treasure. Chronologically, First Contact is the story of the Lupon gang's first encounter. So, yeah, essentially, it's an alternative take on the meeting of the, of the cast. I say alternative because, you know, they do actually meet in part one. But, uh, irrelevant. So, kind of, the opening is, uh... We have uh, Jigen getting uh, interviewed by this reporter for the backstory behind the gang and uh, whatnot, and, you know, they go from there. He uh, he starts telling the story of how they all met. Now, obviously, I've already briefly talked about this uh, show on this podcast, so I'm going to shut up now, and I'm going to have you guys tell me what you thought about this.
1: Okay, I'll go.
3: Yeah, that is better than saying OJD makes your host bullshit. Now, uh-huh. like all right, I'll learn for you, Tori.
1: <laughs> so, I'll I'll just start with the character design since that's on that's on my mind a lot. Uh, designs are by Satoshi Hirayama, mm-hmm. and he did Glass Mask the remake designs in 2005. So this kind of goes full circle on uh, Twilight Gemini, where the director did the original Glass Mask. So there was even a remake in that. I thought that was interesting. And uh, boy, are they just stupendous and crisp, is how <laughs> I will describe it. I loved the character designs in this. Uh, I loved each person's first encounter uh, so much. And I thought that was very, uh, very important for this. It's titled First Contact, it's all about the beginning introductions to how Lupin and the cast met. And uh, Lupin in particular is the is the focused as it should be, and how he met all of these characters, how they became uh, the gang that we know. Uh, we have the first one with Jigon, uh, where there's a standoff with Jigon uh, as the bodyguard of the loot Lupin is trying to steal, uh, where Lupin's disguised as this hot, sexy, busty blonde. I was I, I quite appreciated it. At first, I thought it was Fujiko. That's who I thought it was going to be. I really did.
3: I like uh, that it became a fucking sex doll.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he dodges Jigon's like, bullet storm down. by a by an inflatable sex doll. Yeah,
3: yeah. I was like, hold on, that's that's not what it was advertising a a while <laughs> ago. What the fuck? Like, how was uh, this possible?
1: He shedded his skin like a chameleon. <laughs> yeah, like a I mean
3: that that goes back to old genius Lupin with his. Batman gadgets that yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it comes from time to time.
1: James Batman. James Batman. <laughs> James Batman. <laughs> Makes sense, though. It's episode zero, after all. Yeah. Uh like this first encounter with Fujiko. Uh she's in a hot biker suit. Uh, mostly the whole movie, in fact. Uh after the death of her supposed supposed boyfriend, uh, Lupin's rival Brad, uh who also has a sick, awesome headband. Just a quick note.
2: <laughs> you, you like sure. to point. You like to point out her uh, biker outfit, so you're gonna like the Takeshi Koike movies.
0: Ah, excellent.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fujiko's got her uh, hot biker suit onesie going on with the with the zipper in the front. I might add, mm-hmm. uh, for obvious and reasons, always in the front. <laughs> always and in the
3: front. She's a brunette. Yes, which is, a- is the most important part.
1: Yeah, she's she was a blonde in the other two movies. <laughs> uh the first scene with Zenigata um not even with Lupin we just see Zenigata and this is uh this is interesting because it's not him meeting Lupin for the first time it's how he comes upon meeting Lupin is is the story throughout this entire movie yes we see Zenigata as kind of this biggest stooge he's a comic relief much like his role in uh Walter uh, P38 He's, uh, he chases down a New York taxi driver, arrests, he even arrests undercover police officers on the street, like, doing a drug deal, he's just super righteous, uh, and of course, that only gets him into trouble, as we've seen in in countless, uh, police movies mm-hmm. uh, American style remember director I mean, just puts yeah to...
3: even even in Lupin I think Zenigata got arrested more times than Lupin <laughs> yeah. oh
1: absolutely yes, it has it to is. be
2: no uh, but uh, the thing that I think is interesting and I like this aspect of, of this one uh, because obviously Zenigata is while well, he works for the ICPO
1: he's from Japan and So is Fujiko, uh, mm. he doesn't work for the ICP no, yet. No, I... yeah,
3: he's still just a metropolitan uh, police officer, and that is so cool. Yeah, that's
2: true. Uh, right. That's true. But uh, it's still the point. Is like he is still uh, the original, the one he's originally after is Fujiko. Uh, yes. Which is uh, interesting. I, li- I like that little. Like it's a unnecessary ne- touch, but I like it.
1: <laughs> so, um. And then we get Goemon, uh, being Super Swordsman running a dojo, so Zenigata and Goemon kind of have that same little origin story, um, in meeting Lupin, where it's by chance, and it kind of plays off of, to some extent, uh, part one in, especially Goemon in this case, in a, in a callback to how they first met, Mm. uh, which I really appreciated, um, But Zenigata ends up getting put into file storage uh, (laughs) with another police officer named George McFly, which I cracked up about, so that's a (laughs) reference to... um,
3: Yeah, Back to the Future. Back to the
1: Future, thank you. Yeah. Uh, And then we get Fujiko's first seduction and comedy scene with Lupin. Uh, So Fujiko is dating Brad, Lupin's rival, and then she's kind of... Got her own thing going on, of course, behind the scenes, uh, with the mob involved, and she seduces Lupin, and Lupin doesn't—he doesn't know what to do with a woman of of Fujiko's standard, let's say. And they have a full-on sex scene. Of course, it's—we don't see any of it, but we hear it, kind of deal. Uh, <laughs> my favorite scene in this is Lupin getting ready. He's like, "Oh my god, I, what do I do?" And he and he goes to his closet, and he just happens to have. Just it's full of kinky cosplay stuff.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, well, I mean, he was he was dressed as a hot blonde at the beginning of the movie, so I was like, you know, makes sense. the The sexy lingerie for a night of hot sex, not so much. The rest, yeah, I, 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 I can't understand.
1: Do I do I wear the hot maid outfit, the hot doctor outfit, the lingerie? Oh no, the choices. (laughs) And Fujiko seduces him, and uh i th- I believe there's a line that the dudes with the wiretap are just like, "Oh my God, come on, is this oh, really yeah, necessary the, the guy <laughs>
3: like yeah the the shade, which is kind of the the main villain, the guy who looks like he came straight out of Matrix uh, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, Of
1: the time, he, yep, of the time
3: yeah. he's he's just there. And the van, is like, "Is this necessary?" And the guy who's who's sitting in the in the driver's seat, listening to the to what's going on, blushing out with a happy smile in his face, is like, "Oh yeah, that is that is extremely necessary." <laughs> I mean,
2: like, Fujiko has some pretty funny sex scenes whenever they do care uh, I remember there was one from. Uh, The woman called Fujiko Mina as well, where she has sex with Senigata, of all people, in the police headquarters. Yeah, Yeah, in the police headquarters. And it's so funny because she just, like, makes, she just moans out as loud as she possibly can so that everyone can hear. Everyone's, like, gathering at the fucking door, like, what's going on? (laughs) What's he doing? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Fujiko has something, like, (laughs) usually they're interrupted, but whatever they do, actually go with it.
1: It's pretty good. <laughs> so there's a lot there there's a lot of uh a back and forth in the middle, uh involving all the characters. It's a it's a a slow trek. Um, eh, not even a slow trek. It's a it's a well paced trek on how it all connects together, and then we get individual scenes, which I loved. And it's spaced out perfectly. We get Lupon versus Gigon. And then they end up getting a uh, mutual respect for each other, which makes sense why this is the first one because they have the closest relationship. They're they're buds and they have they have this uh, understanding of one of one another. Yet this rivalry. Then we get um, near the end of how Goemon comes into play, where really calls back to their first encounter in part one, all the way from how Lupin lights him on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, where they have this this long drawn out uh versus sequence where Goemon has a sword, uh which is happens to be the treasure that they're after, more or less. Um it's the key to unlock the uh mystery metal. The, yeah, I suppose. The
3: container that it that yeah. has the the technique on how to make the the be- the best the best metal steel, on earth. Steel, yeah, yeah the best yeah. steel of earth. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's Lupin. Yeah,
1: Makes and, sense. And then there's some Nazis
3: in the middle. Of it, course, it, there is. It happens.
1: There's always a Nazi reference. World War Two. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> every podcast there's a Nazi reference of some kind. That's right. It, it happens. They said it. Yeah. They, they did.
3: They, they absolutely I did. Just told it's, you.
1: Nazi symbolism was normal for Lupin. <laughs> yeah. And then and then uh, inserted in between is the interaction of Fujiko and her role, which. Uh, so when you put all this together with Zenigata, Zenigata learning of the gang and how it how it comes into play, and then the the three gang members and how Lupin gets them involved, it's it all works so well. Uh, the pacing's well, the actions there, the comic reliefs there. Uh, I was astounded. I I I didn't know what to expect with something called First Contact, and this is the thirtieth uh, anniversary. Special of Lupin in itself, which I didn't know until I popped open the uh, the case I bought from Right Stuff. There, there's a no plug shot out right, right there.
0: <laughs> it's
1: just right there on the front. I go, oh, 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 two thousand two. Yeah, you're right. That is that is the thirtieth anniversary. <laughs> yep. uh, I mean, so I love I love this. I lo- I loved how everything comes together. I love how it finishes. Um, it has your classic. It has all of your classic moments you want and a good little background story of it all. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, have, I mean... you have the comic relief, like you said. I love,
2: it. I especially love the one where Zenigata finally finds... Uh, or when he finds Lupin's uh, little secret hideout there. And Lupin's on the toilet. And he goes to flush, <laughs> it. flush he's, it. He's in the shack on a roof. Yeah, and he goes to flush it. Like, no, not that one!
1: <laughs> and he gets pulls the wrong thing and he gets thrown out. <laughs> Dude, Senigata... Zenigata goes into the hood uh. yeah, he, He's
3: single-handed
1: <laughs> And single-handedly <laughs> Beats up everybody
3: yeah, like,
2: I've, I've said yeah. this before like, but it's, like, it's the same thing like, Again, one of those things is like you don't, You'd don't, you never expect it Even though it's not the first time But Zenigata is strong Like really strong
3: He is, like even in Volta P38 when he resurrects <laughs> the, the police chief is like What is your body made yeah. of? Like, you just died and came back to life like that was nothing. <laughs> uh, what is wrong with you? He, and then, like, he's a man on and, a mission. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, and he's. he And uh, George asks him, like, why are you doing that? Why are you forcing yourself? <laughs> you know, you, it's, although you're very capable, he's not, like, capable as Lupin that can make the same thing, or, like, a, everyone in the gang, mostly, that can make except Fujiko. Uh, well, Fujiko can do that, but she loses some clothing in the process. But uh, like, can beat up thirty people and not get a scratch. While well, Zenigata can do the same, but he he also gets pretty much beat up. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, "You're not qualified for those kind of fights. Why are you doing that?" It's like, well, it doesn't matter. There's there's a goal in front of me, and I need to reach it. That's what a police officer is meant to be.
1: Isn't this the strive that t- that it takes to be a police officer? Oh my God! I mean, what enlightening like, words! I have what changed my ways. I mean, it's not what a man. What it's a not man. just that, though. I mean, fucking
2: like an eternal mermaid. He fucking judo throws a goddamn immortal demon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he's not to fuck. You don't fuck with Senegal, I'm man.
3: <laughs> no. He he survived a fucking explosion in this one. <laughs> yeah. And and the collapse of a building, yep, like and he's, he's he arrested <laughs> Lupin. Yeah. <But> I'm a, <laughs> it's like
2: I must say this as well. One thing that I really appreciate is is because like kind of one of the things that it's again it's such a simple thing, but it's just a connection of the start and the end. Remember, like Lupin, one of the first things he wants to do in this one, or one of the things he originally wants to do, is he wants to rank uh, rob the Bank of America. But he can't because security is too. The Federal Reserve Bank, yeah. yeah Security's yeah. too tight. He needs help. He needs help, yeah, because he can't do it on his own. And how does That's it end? His
1: dream. Well, <laughs> the gang goes to rob the bank. <laughs> well, it's good. He kinda, <laughs> he hints he hints to Gigan about that when they have their little mutual understanding and they pass, and he goes, "That's my dream right there." Yep. And but I, I'm gonna need some help. And I like and, that. Like it's a very simple thing, but it's a nice little like connection. You make it this. Uh, you make that at the start, and then
2: at the end, you fulfill. No, uh, I mean we don't get to see the heist, but. You, kind of, you hit that, that that promise was
1: fulfilled. No, you see you see it in the credits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, You see the whole him,
3: thing. Him going uh, in dressed as Enigata. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this movie, especially after like 1997 with all the P-38 and then you have 2000s. Uh, let's not talk about that one. And I think 2001, there's another one. And then... In this one in 2002 I guess especially I guess because they are trying to get the the anniversary right everything clicked right you have a very iconic art style they made a well-balanced story and story elements between the 1970s part one Lupin with modern lupins from the 90s the mu- again the musics just <laughs> outstanding yeah and when and when you see that allied with a very well thought and written characters which by this time they're already 30 years old and <laughs> innovated a lot in in the first contact uh which i love Zenigata is still Zenigata the only thing you you learn about Zenigata is that he's made of steel or something <laughs> like mm. he he will never die <laughs>
1: yeah but you see just gotta Jigen. say Lupin in front of him he'll, he'll spring back to life. <laughs> yeah.
3: uh... You see Jigen acquiring that iconic, sarcastic, ironic yes. uh, uh, kind of personality he has. Because at most of the time in, during the, the special movie, he's very frustrated.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Because, you know, he's there it's like, I'm the best at this shit. And everyone is saying, I cannot beat this guy. And he started getting frustrated and frustrated until he, you know, Goemon appears. And then he goes confront Goemon, saying, yo, fuck you, I'm trying to do this since the beginning. You're not stealing my cue." <laughs> then you have the fight between him and Goemon, which is really cool. And then you have, like, this this respect between him and Goemon that uh, appears. You know, right? Mm. They're like, well, uh, never seen someone deflect bullet, bullets with uh, a sword, only one scratch at you, and he's like, "Yeah, no one ever survived that long fighting against me," which is really cool. And then you have the scene where, when Jigen and Lupin, a little bit before that, they are captured by the the American guy, uh, the American guy, the mafia guy, right? mm. yeah, the mafia guy, and. <laughs> lupin throws out the p38 the p38 and the guy will shoot lupin with the p38 and a box glove just (laughs) comes out of like it doesn't make any sense and how that fit inside of a p38 and then lupin start laughing because it's funny and then Jigen that who was frustrated that he couldn't win against the guy the guy and he was becoming angry and angry and angry, he starts cracking up and laughing as well. Yeah. Because he, he just said, fuck it, it doesn't matter anymore. I, I, I have fun just being with this guy. So might as well just lose it up. Uh, you have Fujiko. That ha- yeah, that
1: happens uh, at the same time with Goemon. He's, he even says the line, man, you gave up too?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah,
2: no, there's, there's a lot of fun moments. Uh, how- Fujiko
3: being very calculist. Yes. uh You know, you see, you see her calculating on the fly, and usually she she gets. It's not angry. It's not. It's not a. It's. It not gets to angry <laughs> But it's there. Like when she's confronted, when she's pinched against a wall, for example, when you know, uh, one of at right at the beginning. Where Lupin is talking about Brad and she's like, Oh, I don't know this guy, it doesn't matter. He's just a one night thing and then he shows the the medal. The pendant, yeah. Says, yeah, then says Brad is dead and you can see on her face that the mask she was using just fall a little just slip a little bit. And then she tries to calculate the next move on the fly. And it's really, really cool and gets gets a lot of death, which got replicated on newer Lupins.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah, but I mean, again, I like—I just like the little, like, the little touches as well, like, even just something as simple as, you know, like I said at the beginning, it starts with, obviously, this, it, this, like, interviewer, you're I like that fucking moment when it turns out actually she's been in loop on the entire time. It's <laughs> just for dressing up as Jiggin. Yeah. Like it's uh, like, again yeah, it's one of the things, like, you know, just adding up adding more of that like typical uh, Lupin comedy. But I, I love that because like, you know, she originally said that she didn't she didn't couldn't interview Lupin because, you know, he just tried to he would just try to sleep with her. That's where actually you've been interviewing Lupin the entire time.
3: <laughs> yeah, he was trying he was trying to sleep with her, but as Jigen. Yep. <laughs> Lup like, oh, This is J- Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, but one thing as well, I and this is what I'm kind of curious uh, of how you guys felt about this because, obvious, like I said, obviously this is non, ca- this is still non-canon, uh, at least in comparison to the manga and uh, the Speak for series. yourself. But <laughs> it's it's got not, uh, it's got throwbacks to it, but it wouldn't be considered canon. Uh, but uh, one thing that I think is very interesting is how, like I, I said, this in the original, in my original, uh, like uh, kind of going over this as well at the end when everybody walks out when. <laughs> the gig is up, and uh, turns out that Jacob was actually a loop on the entire time. When everybody walks up, one of the things that they all kind of agree on is the fact that, like, when they kind of confront, it, it's like, Was that how it happened? Or I don't remember that, I don't remember those things happening the way you said. So I think that's kind of interesting in that they kind of feign not ignorance, but like, kind of throw that like out oh, that uh, this may not be how it actually happened, <laughs> which is interesting. It's a kind of interesting thing to end on.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: ah,
1: uh, but
3: it's not canon, but I I like it. Oh, and same. I can see as being canon for at least Fujiko and Jigen. Yes. Because at the beginning of Lupin, on part one, Jigen is already friends with Lupin, mm-hmm. and Fujiko just already appears by the end of the episode to steal, or whatever uh, Lupin <laughs> was trying to steal. Yes. So you actually don't have a... Solid background story to how they met. Oh, yeah.
2: No, that is, that is The true. only
3: one you have is Goemon. Mm-hmm. So I can see it being a, a good background story for Fujiko and Jigen.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I just, the only I, thing I just we, like only thing we know
1: for sure... The only thing we know for sure is... Goemon always challenges Lupin to a duel. <laughs> he gets lit on fire, and then he gives up because Lupin got the best of him. Yep. That is the only for sure yeah. background that we know. Yeah,
2: no, but I, I, again, I just kind of, I just kind of like this, right? Because it's still kind of while while we do get like a story, we still kind of maintain that like a bit of that like mystery. Because again, like I've said before, but one of the things that I like about stories is is to still maintain a little bit of the mystery, and I do still think it is. Well, as much as as interesting as a, you know, prequel story as the story of how the characters met is, I just still kinda like that idea that it is still a mystery, like exactly what happened, how like what and you know, again, yes we do see stuff here, but the fact that they do kind of not undermine it, but kinda throw out that little seed of doubt, like, is that really exactly how it happened? Or is this just loop on trying to get laid? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah! I can see that definitely. I see it now. I see it now. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely agree with that. <laughs> the
1: answer is yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> d- yeah. Uh, it goes like
3: well, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I guess I don't it, it like comes liars, to, but
1: I wasn't. <laughs> I guess it,
3: it comes back to my my feeling that this is when everything clicked together, and it's a great Lupin adventure. Yep
0: definitely
3: so like does it matter at the end no not really you have the weakness you have the seriousness you have everything mm-hmm. you had the jazz for
2: <laughs> jazz for your soul yeah i won't say yeah <laughs> you
3: have the jazz for your soul so at the end does it matter <laughs> no no uh will Lupin get laid
1: probably not but <laughs> One <day. you> know, <laughs> no, he definitely <laughs> got no he definitely got laid in this movie he wasn't interrupted
3: true Oh, that is true. But that was that was the flashback. <laughs> uh, I, was, I, I made ah, it in want the, the present time. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, that that was the whole objective of the background story being told, no? Yeah. No, definitely. You see? So, no,
2: it's. Uh, again, it's. No, but I, I definitely agree. Like, I think uh, episode zero, or first contact, I do think, like, it kind of. It's one of those rare breeds of Lupin specials that just kind of manages to take all these different aspects of Lupin and just. Mash them together into a really solid uh, episode. It's literally It actually feels like an episode that was planned out. <laughs> a lot of a lot of specials kind of feel like they kind of they came up with an idea for like a heist or something that for Lupin to do, and then they work around that. But this one feels like they literally just decided like, like again, like we've spoken about the love letters to Lupin and people who are just fans of the show. Are like, sure, let's just have fun with it. Like we have this We have this idea. Now let's just. Flesh that out properly, and it, just have a bunch of a bunch of throwback, like add in some throwbacks to the series. Uh, make sure that some things are uh, true, stay true to the original. Change other things yeah. to how we want them. Make a bunch of reference to uh, references to a bunch of stuff in this, uh, at the same time because it, this is Lupin. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: you even have the the iconic yellow car. Mm,
1: oh oh yeah, yes.
3: by hand Yeah. Uh,
1: so. Just to just to wrap things up, um, I'll just give my score now. Mm-hmm. Just to just to just to cut this because we got we gotta get I gotta get going here to see Ibravi- Ibrahimovic play, yes. <laughs> and if he doesn't, I will be quite upset. Look, everything First Contact sets out to do, it does phenomenally. Everything from the iconic jackets, Fujiko's hair, and and um, as my cat, no bad kitty. Wow. Going after all all the stuff that I don't need him to chew on, uh, Fujiko uh, looking sexy. The character art being just fantastic. Everything well animated to to a T. It it was definitely ahead of its time. This is not what I would associate with two thousand two. Psychano is like what I would associate with two thousand two <laughs> animation and <More>. art style.
3: Psychon <laughs> <Saikon> is great.
1: <laughs> mm.
3: It is great. <laughs> I don't have any other argument <laughs> but it's great. I,
1: I I love all the character interactions, uh the music uh goes through like a history uh of the series and specials and it's it just right there in itself from uh fast-paced lupon music that we've played before uh before we discuss each ep um each movie special, yeah. to to a slow a, jazz, here we are, oh... There's
3: a samba in the middle of that Yeah, with Portuguese lyrics. Yep. It was like, oh. Oh,
2: yeah, no, that's it's great. And the it opening... Like, oh, it it matches a lot. And the opening is the 89 version, which was my favorite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's now Hickey's favorite, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, but it, now it's changed. <laughs> so, yeah, um... I this was my third and last uh, movie I watched. I watched all these in a row. I had seen Twilight Gemini prior to this class. Uh, class uh, cast. Um, so that was my second time going through that one. Uh, I am giving this a nine out of ten. Ooh. This just gave me the biggest smile on my face. If you are a Lupin fan or wanting to get into Lupin, uh, either or, this is a can't miss. That's how much I I think. I, that's how highly I think of this this special. So yeah, nine out of ten.
3: Um. I'll, yeah. Okay. I'll give. I'll give eight plus one of because it's highly enjoyable. So yeah, I'll be there. Review JD. I'll give it a nine as well. Oh my it god, Hickey! It.
1: Oh, we're it, friends it again. It. <laughs> yeah. It
3: th- this one. It has a few problems, but...
1: Sure, yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't...
3: At the end, doesn't really matter. Honestly. Because the problems it has is the same problem you have with every single Lupin. The villains and the wacky story. Done. Which, by the end of the day, when it comes to Lupin, doesn't really matter. Especially when you have such a solid show. Or such a solid, mo- solid movie like this one. So yeah, a nine is a good one for this one. So I, I will, unfortunately, have to agree with you. This watching.
1: Oh, it's so unfortunate. Oh no. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. No, as usually, I obviously keep my keep the best ones for myself, because like, I'm always correct and I always. <laughs> well, I have the best taste. <laughs> as as is podcast kayfabe you have the best taste story uh, but yeah no I I do agree like it is it is definitely one of those I was expecting to not like it that much because I was just like are we got, gonna get like another version of the first encounter of the cast it's not the first time that somebody has tried this it actually happens quite frequently but so I was a little bit down on it but then I got to watching it it's just that's really good so yeah definitely uh People should check it out. Even if you haven't seen Lupin before. By all means go and check it out. It's a fantastic special. And uh, a lot of fun. However I do not agree that it is quite a 9. I ended up giving this an 8. It was almost a 9. But there are still certain things. That just kind of. uh, Not irks me about it. But there are certain. Like Hickey said. There are things with the villains. That I think were. Kind of, particularly. I think a lot of resolution with some with some of it is a little bit. Mm, but at at the end of the day, it's it, it's just just so good, so incredibly just good. Just give it a
1: nine and let's Just give it a nine, Tori. Stop oh, pussyfooting okay, around. Okay, fine. You're
2: right. I'm gonna give it an eight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so 998 is easily the aggregate higher <laughs> higher scored yeah. uh, special gl- out of the three. I, I'm glad because I was hoping
2: it was good this was gonna be the most the most well received one. <laughs> uh.
1: So just to reiterate, the three we discussed were uh Secret of Twilight Gemini from ninety-six, uh Valtor P38 from ninety-seven, and First Contact uh from two thousand two. Oh. So there you go. Uh, Shout out to Arcade Game Room and Anime Radicals. Anime Radicals is the conglomeration anime podcast that the Bradley Frutcher cast is a part of. Go hit them up on Twitter at Anime Radicals, and they're found on all your favorite podcasting websites. Uh, I have to take this call. Uh, I'll call him back. You know what? Um, Yeah, Ibrahimovic is waiting. I had to get go. (laughs) I have to get going, like, immediately. I didn't realize that uh, (laughs)
2: Ibrahimovic is calling you.
1: Yeah, we're on a first-name basis. Laton and I, like, I didn't want to make it clear, but now now it, now it's now the cat's out of bag. <laughs> uh. So this, yeah, this was a uh, super fun uh, special episode. Tori, Hickey, I'm glad you guys were here. Lupin 3rd movie specials, episode 54. Uh, go hit us up, Protocast. Hit us all up on Twitter. All of our Twitter handles are in the description of every episode. And we'll see you next time. Peace.
3: Goodbye.
0: Tantas luzes pra calentar. Meu coração
1: de tanto amor Nessa brisa o vento frio Vem me abraçar, me faz chorar
0: Aonde vou te buscar, aonde você estará
1: Me consolar, eu sei